0: Like, I can't imagine, a, like, parents saying that their 16-year-old daughter, like, giving her permission to fuck a 25-year-old dude.
1: Oh, it happens. Parents are fucking stupid. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't imagine. Like, that's
2: so
0: fucking gross. Hey, mister. Trying to
3: fuck a 16-year-old, you sick Fuck! Well there's an obfuscant with me. the post Chris Smith as he boasts, we toast as we roast Any little problem and we'll fix it in post Playing devil's advocate as he hits you with jokes Who can it be sitting next to me I knee Your baby's dad and me spitting comedy magically Schooling no, all your comic book wannabes You're gonna be hit with a hook I'll turn your face into a tragedy Steve and B with the chemistry Dropping recipes and melodies Restlessly especially using dark humor as weaponry Mentally haunting all your dirty thoughts like an entity No empathy, there's credibility Discussing history, legacy, ethnicity, destiny, felonies, industry, jealousy, memories, pregnancies, tenancies, therapy, heavily alcohol cast is the remedy. Alcoholicast cast is the remedy. Don't fuck stink teen year olds in Fiji. <laughs> <laughs> no, <it's laughs> such a a yeah. You're such a piece People of shit. People are gonna hear that and know. God. They don't know.
0: Welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome. Well, they know now. They know that it's just something fuck about, you, about you. you. They know, know that, do that do something it. has to do with you. Nothing this is the
1: alcohol cast. We're your stupid fucking hugs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a <laughs> Oldham, Isaac, like <laughs> well, amazing Chris Smith to my left, I got this douchebag. I and mean, to the right, I got this amazing person. <laughs> <inappropriate>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm an amazing I'm an amazing. I'm an Chris Smith. Chris Smith. <laughs> You're like a fucking magician. R G R F F R J I V V V F R J I F J R. She don't even know the fish anymore. Anyways,
2: can't spell shit.
1: Give it out. Give your spell. Give your shit shoutouts.
3: Piece of shit. I um, hope it's two a piece. Do you, of shit. Do, you have a,
0: do you have a shout out, Chris? Usually you go first. Whatever. I don't want to go first
3: anymore. <laughs> Who's the new SoundCloud listener, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. you're mad because I found a little niche in this. No, you're genius. <laughs> I'm mad because I didn't think of it first. Yeah, that makes uh-huh.
1: sense.
0: That's him. He's he's, he's honey, dicking you right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got a shout out for Holly Harris. Shout out to Holly Harris. Are they fucking related? She's been a solid SoundCloud listener now for about three weeks. For sort the of fucking god, if you're related, she's she's keeping. On it. She's got a solid, solid 72 followers. That means she's doing something right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She'll get a lot more if she yeah. shares
2: this show.
1: Yeah, that's what That's exactly what she should do. Exactly the she should do. The Everybody in the show Marla, shares this show.
3: Share the show! Share <laughs> the show.
0: Alright, uh, I got a little shout- Share the
3: show. <laughs> Share the show. Share the
0: show. Okay, I got one. We got a new Five star rating oh, and shit. another review. Oh
2: shit!
0: This review is entitled "Alcoholic Geniuses." I mean, Sp- I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah.
3: like my song last week. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Me, yoga.
0: From uh, someone named, uh, I think Steve. This is how Stevie would pronounce this. Are you ready? Mira. R- <laughs> rimira. Rimira. <laughs> my impression of Stevie reading (laughs) I can't read (laughs) anyways it says absolutely love is in all (laughs) caps these guys my favorite thing about the podcast is a straight up honesty but with a funny as hell twist to it we try
1: like really we we really try (laughs) they really
0: do try for me it's all natural I just can't can't help it thank you Myra so much awesome fucking review
3: uh, my shout out is gonna be to an actual my tattoo shop this week because Mike, one of the guys that worked there that actually owns a shop, I told him about the podcast. Might give a listen. I don't know, but I told him I was like, dude, I gotta. I was like, dude, dude, great yeah. fucking work. I uh, redid my hand after fucking so many years of having it all fucked up, and uh, you continuously he, fucking up your own hand. Yeah, from burning it. Shit happens. Um, but yeah, Not fucking a fucking good chef, are you? Not a fucking thing. was turning the So the um, my out is to lasting dose uh, fucking tattoo shots. Yes. And if you guys don't stop, I'm gonna fight you. Fight! Fight fucking <laughs> tow! Fight fucking tow! Fight fucking Fight fucking toga. Yeah. Fight fucking toga. <laughs> oh, Fight fucking Fight fucking Fight fucking Fight fucking Fight
2: fucking Fight fucking Fight fucking
0: tow! Fight fucking Fight Fight! I pooped
1: him. You should go first. okay oh. <laughs> huh? <laughs> the, the,
3: Dude, the handicap. Deep cut. Do the handicap go to hell? That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's so deep. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would ever know that one. Charles Oh
0: man, that's funny. Yeah. You're making Chris want to throw up with your bullshit. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's the
3: jack. So is Adam. What do you want me to do? <laughs> what do you want to do? All right, fight talk. Fat All talk. right, we had
0: a pretty great little scrap this past weekend. Uh, fight between Anthony Crolla of um, the UK versus Jorge Linares of Venezuela Hello, for Linares. the <laughs> <laughs> for the legitimate lineal the lightweight championship of the world. Oh, finally. Not,
1: not, oh, this is this league's belt, this is this league's belt, we got all these other... Nah, no nah. It wasn't just a paper
0: right Cracker Jack prize going, for this fight, no, 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 no. oh
1: no! Oh, your interim belt, here's your
3: interim belt. Here's
0: your diamond fucking uh-huh. halfway sh- sh- thing the <laughs> N-A-B-O-W-X interim title.
3: T- <laughs>
0: stupid bullshit. <laughs> Anyways, we got, we got a serious, and it was like, two of the, so we got two of the best lightweights in the world, and... The lightweight division has really turned into this incredibly deep, exciting, just filled with great matchups. The only thing is, there's no names in there, so your average, you know, like fan isn't really going to get too excited about it. And it's a shame because there's a lot of really interesting fights to be made, which are going to be made over the next couple of years. Because all these guys just want to murder each other so fucking hard. I was really like, I was interested in this fight because, uh, Jorge Linares has been like this, just this bit of an enigma kind of he's been when he was first coming up everyone always talked about how just outrageously naturally talented he was incredible speed and hand eye coordination beautiful movement great balance like just this other world talent that was going to be a huge star but it turned out he did, turned out to be a bit of a glass cannon and he like he just his face would break up like get cut easy his chin wasn't the strongest. His stamina wasn't the best. And uh, like a few years ago too, like he actually – like, like in, uh, when Manny Pacquiao was at his prime, like prime 140-pound 100, Manny Pacquiao, when he was getting ready to fight Ricky Hatton. Like after he demolished Oscar de la Hoya and he was getting ready to fight Hatton. He's in training camp to fight Hatton. Like a month before that fight happens, he starts sparring – And Jorge Linares heard about it, heard that one of his sparring partners got hurt, and was like, let me go there, let me go there. And he flew from Las Vegas to L.A., made his team take him out there so he could start with Manny Pacquiao, and held his own. Mm -hmm. Like Doug Fisher, who works for Ring Magazine, who always, like, he'll go to gyms and do little gym notes, that's his article name, where he just watches sparring and shit and takes notes self explanatory (laughs) but he talks about just how competitive leonard how like how he he was nervous at first but composed himself and here he is with the best fighter in the world and he's competing it's like and this kid is so young at that point and everyone's like oh my god this kid has a bright future but he ran into some problems he ended up losing three times all three by stoppage and every he just kind of like faded and a lot of people were forgetting about him he won a couple of titles but everyone was at the end of the day was like yeah but He's won. dead. He's not much. He's not. He's not much. And everyone just kind of wrote him off more and more and more. But since his last uh, loss, he's won. I think it was like a fucking eight, nine in a row or something like that. He like Man. really built. Like he's really nice. been on a tear. And uh, he changed his trainer to a Cuban trainer, who uh, he ran the Cuban national amateur team, which huge help to him right there. He's more focused, and he really like. And when he came into this fight. He was obviously the favorite because of his talent level. Anthony Krola was seen as, oh, he's a limited fighter. But the dude came to fight Krola from the UK. He was incredibly tough, and he came. He brought it all night long, but Linares did not wilt, and Linares put on a really, really impressive performance. Krola came on hard, though, like after the first three rounds. Oh, he came hard all right. Like <laughs> Linares was up, just like up on he won all three rounds at the beginning. And in the fourth round, Cole started coming in harder and harder. Cole started pressing it on him. Now was like piling on a couple of rounds. And then like in the sixth, Krola dominated the sixth round. And in that moment, you think, oh my god, is Lennar's going to wilt again? Is this going to be another case of him just not living up to his potential, what he could be? And in like the final minute or like final like 40 seconds of the sixth round, he just kept, he just like dug down deep and just kept trying to meet krola with everything he had and he hurt krola and had him wobble had him all over the place in the center of the ring and battered krola back and just punished him till the end of the round round was over and then from that point on it was like all the he was in fo- he was focused he was in the zone he put it on him he looked absolutely terrific he put together everything that he had that we all know he's capable of doing and he showed it in the fight and he actually won the 12th round. It's the only time he's ever won the 12th round of a fight usually like, usually just survives and he looked great. He won the fight. He is the legitimate lightweight champion. It's his uh, belt in his third weight class and it really sets up like he's like the most well-known of all the fighters in the division now that he's champ. All these guys are gonna become chasing after him, and there's so much potential for great fights. Especially when you got the weight class right below him. Has Vasily Lomachenko. Oh shit. Nicholas Walters. They're fighting <laughs> in November. They're gonna those two are the best in that division. One of them could move up, who knows? And also Mikey Garcia, the guy I talked about recently that I'm really enamored with. He came back to boxing. Great fighter. He's gonna be fighting at lightweight as well. Got a great matchups coming in the future, but uh, that's
1: my fight. Wow, oh, you're stoked. It's you're so your stoked for Lightweight. Lightweight's <laughs> finally like making <sighs> its own division. It's been it's been a minute. It's been a minute <laughs> since they had like a lot of excitement in the division. It's, right it's been a minute. Everybody <laughs> in the <like, "We're gonna laughs> hard minute. Yeah. Um Alright, cool. So when you guys are hearing this it should be the fifth? Yeah, the fifth. So this week right? Yeah.
3: Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. No, what, no, 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 no wait, Where no, the fuck are you? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's September, my friend. We're going to next oh, month. When they'll hear it is one, the, the third. Two, they'll third. hear it the third. Okay,
1: the third. So the fight that we have, I was just making sure that my timeline is correct. and that I'm not like the event wasn't this weekend or something. So, right. So we got UFC 204 this weekend. What makes UFC 204 like special? is absolutely nothing have, well that's what you would think right <laughs> because right now what you're seeing with mma and ufc is all about ufc 205 like everything is blowing up oh, yeah. right now about ufc 205 conor mcgregor conor mcgregor and you can't even lie as to why conor mcgregor mcgregor is so captivating and he's just so fucking fun to I, love, watch. Like, I love like
0: i like i thought so refreshing earlier and they did the press conference and uh, Connor starts out with his being nice and he goes I got nothing against Eddie you know I got nothing but respect for Eddie and you could tell he was waiting to start talking shit and Eddie knew that and so he just immediately picked up his mic and was all careful <laughs> careful <laughs> careful Connor and Connor was like no 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 and then like after a minute of pause of he's like you know what you know what Fuck you, Eddie! And <laughs> <laughs> like, of course, it kicked off.
1: <laughs> what the fuck will
3: you do? Uh, you don't need nothing. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is that guy? The fuck <laughs> that, that was the funniest was fucking, fucking shit yeah. ever. <laughs> if you want some <laughs> who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is this? Like, dude. Oh my god, that's like the worst thing you can say to. We didn't even fucking have to cuss at him. Just that right there. Who is this guy? Who the fuck are you? Like. How fucking heavyweight are your checks? Like.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh man! So if you want some entertainment um,
1: and you want to see like this, like bigger than Watch live, anything fucking with Conor McGregor, with Conor. if you want like, to see, like, <laughs> just, just search UFC two hundred five conference, like, and it'll pop up. But so yes, UFC two hundred five has been completely overshadowing UFC two hundred four. But there is a really special fight on that card that I wanted to talk about, and that's the middleweight champion of the world at one eighty five, Michael Bisping versus. Number 13th ranked, Dan Henderson, who is fucking (laughs) 50. Let me double check. Now, that is a name that has been around for years. Remember hearing that name when I was a fucking child? Dan Henderson was fighting Randy Couture, Chuck Liddell, all those fucking guys when they were in it. And they all left, and Dan stayed in it. I don't even understand how he's still coherent. But in his... Interviews he's and everything. 50? He's fine. I, that's what I was just looking up. He's 46. 46. That's still fucking old that to be competing. Is, <laughs> like, no, it's crazy. 36 <laughs> is
0: old. I know. For a crazy. fighter, for a fighter, 36 is old. 46 is ancient.
1: And he's just now coming off one of his that best That is remarkable. Wins. One of his best. That's one wins. of the best stories in sports. I know exactly. Like you game <laughs> like, against it, and then what piles on it even more. Not only is Dan Henderson 46. But he knocked out his last opponent in the first round. And on top of that, he knocked out Michael Bisping with one of the most iconic shots in MMA. And that's that flying ground hit. Like, he knocks out Bisping with a right hook. And Bisping's falling down. And as he's falling down, he's like... Superman punching him as he's falling down. Like it's so gangster. It's one of the most iconic like, punches. Superman thing to do. It's called the Hindo bomb. I guess they like he trademarked it. The Hindo bomb. That's, that's a Pokemon move. Out, Fuck dude. you. That's a Pokemon move. Yeah, yeah. Because he was fucking out like a light. Like the dude was already unconscious. That does and he 120 just came damage,
0: in. but only has 75 percent accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
3: Just like Pokemon, bro. Just like Pokemon. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. All these fictional characters. I can, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can
1: tie anything to anything. Don't worry. You see,
3: you, you, Ash is like Connor. Okay, you get it. No, god. Up, like, <laughs> no, no. god,
1: no way, horrible. No way.
3: You know, brox nothing new with the story.
1: But then on the other side of the table, you got Michael Bisping, somebody who's coming off the biggest win of his career versus Luke Rockhold, knocks him out. Michael Bisping is not known as a knockout artist, and he knocks out Luke Rockhold in the first fucking round. So Bisping's riding this high, Dan Henderson's riding this high, and they're going to come to a fucking clash, and it is going to be fucking I can see Bisping, like, wanting redemption But so I can see him overstretching himself and getting caught. So like, if so eager past, to fucking, how dare you? Yeah, because, I mean, every I'm single... No. Promo is him getting his ass knocked out. Like even though he's the champ, it's not showing his championship when he knocked out Rockhold. All the promos are showing his ass getting knocked out. His ass getting hit. That's, get
0: that's how you get the audience <laughs> excited about the champ against it's number 13 fun, right? yeah number 13 because <laughs> if you look at it as like a, okay you look at just the numbers it's the champion versus number 13 yeah 13 who's 50 years old <laughs> if you look at it
1: by the numbers it takes no it sense. looks
0: horrible yeah but the problem but is, if you look at the actual
1: story and the pay per buys that's are going to be story. way higher than they were if you got like uh bisping versus rock that's, that's or anything uh, like that
0: that's like you know uh, the sixth Rocky movie. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> he yeah, came back, just, he was like 50?
1: Yeah, they just put a bunch of stars in there <laughs> they knew it was going to sell. That's pretty much it.
3: <laughs> Come on, Rocky, you gotta get to Country Kitchen Buffet! <laughs> <laughs> I want to die
0: with <laughs> um, it! Come think- on,
3: Rock, less miles means less gas, you fool! <laughs> oh,
0: that reminds me, Bernard Hopkins might be coming back. Oh, really? He's 51.
1: Damn, that's crazy! I saw
0: him like he like posted this picture of him like getting all like his head shaved and like his beard trimmed. And oh, his that's beard the beginning is,
1: of the end, right there. His
0: beard is so gray, <laughs> and it's so amazing. I just want him to be in a fight with the grayest beard ever. Still, He'll probably schooling,
2: it.
1: schooling. He schools these younger cats, man. <laughs> I like, want Dan Henderson to win, but I think Bisping is gonna win. I want Dan Henderson to win by a first round fucking KO. I just think that'd be so crazy because he said he'll retire. He's retiring if he wins or loses. Now, I doubt that if he wins that he's going to retire. Yeah, I agree. It's his last fight, man. He's a legend. But, I mean, if he does win, he lucked out. He just got... He's at the end of his career. He knows he's on his way out. This is a big fucking fight. So, he'll get paid from this fight, and then he'll get paid from the next fight, too. So... I am kind of rooting for Dan Henderson just because he's so old and it'd be such a great fucking story if he won.
3: Yeah, total underdog story.
1: I think Bisping's going to win. It's probably going to be in the fourth round or something. He's just going to wear and tear him, constantly be pushing him, constantly be pressuring him, and he's going to be avoiding that right hand, avoiding that right hand, landing a counter left, landing a counter right. And I think Bisping's probably going to tear him apart, but in my heart, I want Henderson to win. Um, But the undercard's... Decent. It's not a great undercard, but if you're a true MMA fan, you'll wanna watch it because it's it's not for your your Lighthearted fans by any means. 205. USC 205. That's for everybody. That's for every- Your mama can order USC 205. That's the Pixar of yeah, cards. Exactly. It's the Pixar <laughs> of cards. <laughs> it's Everyone's better than like 200. It. It's better than 202. If nobody gets injured and none of the fights get called off, nothing crazy happens in between now and 205, it will go down as the best card probably ever. The only one that can even contend with it will be USC 100 that had Brock Lesnar versus Frank Mir. Pretty sure I had Randy Tour. It had a bunch of fucking people on it. Anyways, um, the co main is Vitor Belfort, another old motherfucker. I want to say Vitor is like 38, and he's been fighting since UFC 1. UFC 1, and he's at UFC 205. Like, Holy he's shit. literally gone 205 old. events. <laughs> 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 right, because they were, one event a year! <laughs> like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um that was, that was was versus <laughs> That's gonna be a fucking battle. It's gonna be it's a like stand the, up, striking like say, battle.
0: The 58th Super Bowl? So, we've the Super Bowl's been a lot longer than the presidents of the United States? <laughs>
1: Who said that? Oh my god, I remember something. <laughs> that was a that. post, that was some fucking post. Stupid, stupid bullshit. <laughs> um, or just so, your average woman, either way. You got Vitor versus Musasi. Um, Musasi is a great boxer, but Vitor is just a great MMA fighter. That's going to be a great fight. And then another fight that's going to be an amazing fight. You got Ovin St. Prue, who's coming off of a close loss to John Jones. I mean, he didn't get knocked out and he won a round, but he didn't really win the fight. But he did. He, he held his own versus one well, of a the. Cocaine greatest. fueled madman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Ovin St. Prue is no joke, but this guy, Jimmy Manoa. He came out of left fucking field The UFC recently assigned him I think he's on like his third or fourth UFC fight And every fight has been first round KOs He is going Through these 205 pounders So it's going to be really exciting to see What he can do against that top Tier level of competition. This is a gatekeeper kind of matchup. Like, all right, you want right, we're gonna give you a real guy now. Yeah, a real guy. Because Ovin Saint Prue, he's no, he's not old. You know, he's he's in the mix. You know, if John Jones wasn't there, I'm sure he would have been up next to fight. that's uh, kind of the thing. Like, oh, prom- this guy yeah. went
0: the distance with John fucking. Jo- Let's exactly. see what you can do Let's against somebody, somebody like that. Do.
1: Exactly. Yeah, so that's gonna be a great fight. Um, overall, UFC two If you're not a big fan of MMA, I don't recommend watching it. It's probably not gonna be that exciting. I'm gonna watch it, I'm gonna order it because. Because I love cool. fucking MMA, you know? So, I was watching uh, Championship Boxing the other night. Just, it was on, like, CBS or NBC or something. And I was slowly starting to realize, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm turning into an actual fan of boxing because of Adney. <laughs> not, <laughs> like, I'm not a casual and fan a, anymore.
3: Not only that, but you're like, I watched all those animated movies. They're amazing. <laughs> like, I came to Chris's house to grab the computer. He's oh, hold up, man. I'm trying to finish Flashpoint Paradox. <laughs>
1: Uh, we're, we're that's that's fight talk. We already yeah, that's we're, fight talk. We we're, were already segmenting yeah. <laughs> into the movie. Dick Grayson vs Bruce Wayne. Do <laughs> <laughs> you got
3: Silver Screen? Ooh, ooh, eat. ah. screen, you and me, is that how it goes? <laughs> tip screen, tip screen, you, me, and you and me. This <laughs> is <laughs> a lot talk of repeating. With us. <laughs> like movie movie talk? Talk. I was talk. trying to make up I was trying to make up that fucking song right I was the sex talk, and I was like, I was like, Sneak, like, stink sex, stink sex, stink, he said, sex, steak sex. <laughs> almost stink, almost stink. <laughs> I'm gonna stink inside of your sex! <laughs> so your sex is gonna get stinked because it's, uh, it's It's a all about night. delivery! It's just different delivery! delivery. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, just and keep delivering sneaky. it over and over And they're gonna explain to the people! <laughs> I just did! I just did! I, just I told you! Told I told you! Fucking! What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> that was, the. I think, the funniest one out of all the fucking of off the cuff yeah. Okay, alright,
0: so I'm gonna. <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All Moving right. on. I'm gonna be doing this. Moving on. Moving talk. This is our ninth and final chapter. Final. And our ongoing series.
2: It's the final Film by decade.
0: Oh, Don't you
3: dare! <laughs> 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 how, <laughs> how dare you? Fuck that song! I told I'm side. done. I'm and done. Fuck you. <laughs> you. <laughs> this yeah. has actually helped us all. Like seriously, go back and. And kind of like take a new look at that's what I that wanted to, oh, to bring yeah. up is
0: this is our ninth and final chapter of our of the film by decade series. If you were just tuning in for the first time, what we've been doing the past uh, few weeks, couple months, or whatever, is each of it. We've been going for the past eighty years, and each decade, we each pick a movie. The nineties got two for each the of us because nineties is a little special. We went a little different way. Uh, See, everyone does a list about, okay, these are the best movie of the decade or the most popular movie of the decade, the most influential of the decade. We try to do more of a kind of an unsung hero type of a thing, a movie that we love or really care about, that we want people to see, that we feel like they haven't. And that's what we've mostly been talking about throughout this series. Um, And as we wind down to the end of it, I think it's important to really – like. We really want you to watch these fucking movies. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. We weren't just talk. saying them just to say them. We really do feel passionate about these films.
3: I thought we were just trying to fill the air. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> As we're getting down to this last few decades, most people wouldn't really want to see them. Like, oh, it's black and white. That's uh, it's, a lot of black and movies that you're told to watch can are kind of hard to yeah. swallow it. It's down. fair.
1: That's I mean it's, it's
0: true. Fair. I, I understand you're
3: comparing it. It. it's 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 expiration date. You're comparing it to you, you can't look at it. You can't look at it in a sense of like, oh nowadays you get this movie and everything's crazy. Peter animation is just like even the seventies movies stuff like that was practical effects. Dude he, there was not, an effect on my movie that I was like,
1: what the fuck? How did they do that? Like I was like I got a hard on for a simple little effect because I couldn't understand how they did it because it was Claymation, yeah, it was it. of <laughs> how they were doing it at the time. Because I understand Classic how they do movie it tricks. now. But the older movies intrigue me more because I don't understand how they're doing it because they don't have that computer technology that yeah, we have today. Exactly,
3: and this is the beginning of an art form. Like this is kind of where it started. This yeah. is what people. I actually, even I, the definitely 40s, think the, I, I definitely think the
0: I definitely think the forties is when we, people, people together finally started getting storytelling hmm. through cinema in space. we've known, yeah. Yeah. With it. We've known like... how to tell stories for millennia yeah. <laughs> yeah. but we've, for it forth. took us but it takes a while to really get it in movie form yeah, and i think this screen. is the decade yeah. we finally nailed it there's so many incredible movies that came out this decade that aren't hard to watch that when i, when I, I remember hearing about like okay i'll give him a shot and just breathe and just loved every minute of the movie i'm going to talk about specifically Casablanca. i <laughs> Don't think that you need to fucking chug any of these movies down. Seriously, please give these movies a shot. Don't look at them as, oh, that's just old Hollywood bullshit. It's like, well, if you think about it, because they didn't, they don't have the special effects that we see nowadays so prevalent, they had to be better at storytelling. In order to keep the audience captivated, the story had to be better. The dialogue had to be like some of my favorite dialogue of all time. So please... Please check these movies out. And without further ado, here it is the 40s.
3: Get your haircut for 15 cents. Banging prostitutes <laughs> for 5 cents less. Smacking broads <laughs> and grabbing their breasts. 1940s were the very best. This movie talk. Solid.
0: So solid. (laughs) Fucking money. (laughs) Alright, so and I know you just wrote that too because you just found out about the fifteen cent thing. Yeah like five minutes before we started
1: recording. (laughs) We all have referenced our movies before, so what's mine? Oh, it's
0: been building. It's been building. It's been building. It's been building. Uh yours is uh Siss and Kane. Yeah. That's yeah,
1: exactly what it is. Awesome. We're and, and we all was, know each other. Recently. I was I really run. torn because I was like, "Man, it's so cliche," and it's like, "Dude, like, do I really want to be doing it?" And then, so what I tried to do is, I was like, "No, I'm gonna try a different route." I'm going to watch a different movie that I haven't seen from the 40s, and then I'll compare it to Citizen Kane, and then if I liked that movie more, then I'll review that movie because that's really what we wanted to do. We weren't trying to do critically acclaimed movies, great, the greatest movies of the decade, just movies that we really enjoyed that we thought flew under the radar. So I tried to watch this movie called Call Northside 777. might be like 77-7. I'm not exactly sure. I don't know how they an pronounced... Sounds seven, like an address. Seven, 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 sounds seven, like seven. Yeah. <laughs> and this was about um, a journalist investigating a murder. You know, pretty straightforward. But they had the my narrator murder, come in and it was right over the top from the very beginning, right? And so I was like, okay, so this is probably the beginning of like a narration for you as along with the story. This is a, they're probably kind of groundbreaking on this level, so I'll give it... Like, I won't put too much into that, but after... Thirty minutes. It was like the narration was just nailing every single plot point on the head, and it was explaining the story to me. And I was like, "This is driving me fucking crazy." Yeah, the that narrator, was that was before they figured it. Yeah, out. <laughs> like the narrator is telling me everything when it's like, no, like you're already showing it to me on screen, and then you have this narrator telling me about it. And so it drove me fucking crazy. Me and we were trying to watch it. I fell asleep. She. Fell I think asleep. that's a
0: very interesting thing to point out, though, is that. That's the transition. That's before people realize. Well, this is a visual medium. This isn't like reading a book. Like they can, we're already portraying it visually. You don't have to actually speak out every little emotion that the characters
3: are feeling because the audience can see the actors acting that emotion out. Yeah, exactly. the, it, the actors in the film kind of speaks for itself. That that's where they a lot of people fuck up, I and mean, that's that was the problem with the trailers for a long time. <laughs> the trailer. trailers didn't start getting good like till now. Like, literally, like in yeah, there so, like, yeah, was still yeah. generation in 2000s, yeah, yeah, like, yeah early like, 2000s. Like, 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 early 2000s is when it switched over to where they let they almost let the score speak for them, like, the score is the narrator, like, the fucking sounds, like, introducing more bois, like, okay, so, like, uh, the like, people, like, in case you're kind of like
0: lost or whatever, like, what the fuck are you guys talking about exactly? Is think about it, how many times have you heard? the trailer voice guy goes in a world blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that's and, when we figured it out like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after
3: like, that because one yeah. guy came like,
0: throughout, but throughout your childhood if you're our age or like you've heard all these like every time you watch a fucking movie trailer there's always a narrator telling you exactly who the main character's name is, what their mission is, what the story's about, and he walks you through. He's a rough through. and tumble
3: cop on <laughs> exactly. the verge of retirement, <laughs> but his wife comes along and she shits the bed, so he has and to now find now out. And now it's a cartoon. Now he's a cleaner, rated PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> exactly,
0: and like, but now you watch a movie for like any like uh, any for popular movie, you watch the trailer now. All you need is the quick clips, and like, you get it. Like, we're at the point now, we've seen enough movies, we, the art has progressed. Trailers are the best you've ever seen. Oh, like, yeah. Like, no, the Suicide are. Squad trailer. Suicide Squad wasn't that great of a movie, but the trailers were the greatest trailers of oh all time. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> music behind it. This movie looks <laughs> awesome. Like, Stevie said, the score, that wasn't a score, it was just music, but it's the same thing. It's That's all you really need is the tone of the sound and a quick clip, a couple of dialogue lines that explain the entire fucking flick, a little bit of exposition, and you know what the movie is. Yeah. We've, we've done that. And like th- this movie, that movie that you're talking about goes all the way back to we don't really know our audience. We're kind of like not giving our audience any credit at all. Yeah. yeah. So we're just kind of fucking- They're a blank slate.
3: You're trying to feed them the We're going to show you
0: and then tell you we're gonna hold your hand and walk you yeah. through the entire movie like a fucking baby child. That's the problem. They walk. And hand that's hand. why Chris was like, you know what? Fuck this movie. I don't yeah, what's yeah I was like, well,
3: fuck see, this movie. I well, can't see, fucking do it. <laughs> that's the thing is the reason they're holding your hand is because they they thought they were being sexual with the audience. Because the 1940s <laughs> holding hands that was super sexual. Yeah, now, we're it's gonna true. Gonna hold their hand, baby girl. Why don't you come with me, huh? Why don't you come with me? Let me take those fingers. Yeah, yeah of course, right, No, i really Let me fuck you through film. You know what I'm saying? But like, you have to really
1: like in order to understand these movies for what they are, you kind of have to put your mindset like that though. If you go into it with this mindset that we are doing with oh, how PC everything is, you're probably just going to hate it from the very fucking beginning. You're not even going to be able to watch it cuz you're like, "How chauvinistic? Oh my god, he's treating her like shit.
3: Oh my god, she's not doing anything." Like you're going to go into it with the with wrong pl- mindset. Plus the original music, like the music then, like they can all be broken down to this. You don't score until you score. <laughs> like that cuz the score of those movies were very Important, like we said, it died at Jurassic Park. But originally, like music was such an No, a it Some of these older movies, the score was a too loud. Even that was the, the sound, I mean, that,
1: I mean th- that's completely correct. Like, the score we brought that up last week about, the yeah, dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to this day, the score still can be a little overbearing to the dialogue. Like Even in the new movies, I've seen it happen quite a lot. But they are trying to do try the
0: triumphant moment. Sometimes mm-hmm. it goes, ah, and you miss the last word of the speech exactly. that Captain Kirk was yeah. saying. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
3: what's, what's really cool is I got to see Behind the Curtain when I lived with Chris in Portland. And he was going to film school at the time. And I watched him film this entire thing for like oh, one of his ending yeah. projects. And that. when I went to go watch, when when he was at school, I went there and I watched him editing it. And he's playing it and it's just quiet, it's silent. And he goes, I'm a I am got to add sound now. And none of this was none of the sound. It's like he blinked everything and added. He said it oh. hella cool though,
0: didn't he? he was all i got to add sound. Uh, <laughs> you see that? It's silent. It so what I'm going to
3: do. I'm going to add sound. Uh, like, like, he's, like he's turning knobs but looking yeah. back at you. So, he, <laughs> so, so Chris was going through... He was literally surging through a haystack of effects and sounds and everything just to pinpoint the exact emotion he wanted to put on the screen. And in, he had one scene to where... It's, it's a camera on a dolly going backwards, watching a guy walk down a hall, dragging his knife across the wall, and Chris added in a fucking perfect sound that actually sounded like fucking... Like a knife, knife scraping against the wall. It, yeah. Like all these little sounds. I got to watch it go from silent to him adding the effects at these certain moments. And it was amazing. So I couldn't imagine like back then, like having filmed that, you know, you have to add sound. people have to fucking go in there and record their voices to play over and fucking mimic their voices exactly like ADR sort of thing. I honestly don't shit. know
1: if ADR was a thing in the forties. Oh, I no. don't think it was. I don't think they would. Shoot oh, maybe them, that's why I was like, like they the sounded score all weird. would be. But if they weren't it, getting good it, I production, audio. I think it was because
0: there's a couple of old movies. Uh, made in the forties that I've seen where it looks like their mouths don't quite remade? match up. But that's, were
1: they remade? Wait wait if they didn't quite match up? That's it's
0: not, not, it's not like they it's not like they like the, the, the sound comes after the mouth works. Not like that. It's just that it seems like they're just barely moving their mouths vaguely yeah, it's because to it's, what the to what was being said. Like they, they wanna make it they want to make their mouth movements vague enough so it'll sync up. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I mean even oh, the movie even the movie i am going to talk about, I saw like there's like a couple there two moments where I'm like he looks like he's just mumbling his mouth right
2: now, but his thing,
3: voice is clear. Same thing <laughs> with mine, and I saw the same thing, and that's why I thought, oh, they probably because the the recording equipment was probably not that great in the nineteen forties, so they would have to go back into the studio and kind of like try to record the words. You hear the voices solidly, like you you can't just have there's so much and background noise in movies. You got to drown out all yeah, that, and hard, the yeah. camera is like loud. Lo- yeah,
1: because it's reeling film. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's so so
3: loud. that's what I mean. If they did have to go back in, like. Everything was so much harder. It was like the first couple episodes of South Park when they did it all on fucking uh, construction, construction paper. paper. And it took them months to make a first episode. They made an episode about it. With the kids did it. Uh, but it took months to do it. I can't just... Mm-hmm. You, oh, got it, dude. you got to do That's one thirteen. You have a second of our film already done. <laughs> so what you kind of have to appreciate a lot more for these movies is they didn't have it all. They didn't have what we had. They were still learning. We are still learning. But yeah. back then... Everything was so time-consuming. Everything was fucking like... It, look at Howard Hughes making a uh, fucking... What is it? The, the war movie that he made. Hell's like, Angels. Hell's Angels. That movie. It's like so many cameras. You need, you need one more? One more camera? Is that it? And he spent like... <laughs> like what Today would be eight...
0: I don't know. Trillion?
3: Million? Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Some outrageous, outrageous number. Just... All these things that filming and do, refilming, yeah. and filming again. Like the filming process then and the movie process then. Like this, sorry, this this episode, we're, we're, this is our last of the series, so we're going to be talking about the, all this. It's called Crescendo, uh-huh. bitch. Well, but, I mean, and, but it's, it's, it's just to a, the
1: most relevance right now with it, the movies that we're talking about. Because,
3: yeah. Go ahead. It's, it's just amazing how. You just gotta, enjoy the uh, fucking uh-huh. lecture, <laughs> take notes, and you will pass film cast uh-huh. on, on this one episode. <laughs> you, just, you have to really. Tip your hat to these guys that had nothing, that were trying to be creative, that were creating the shit that like putting MacGyvering shit to make the cameras work in a certain way. Yeah. But now there's equipment that does that. You know what I mean? They're the These ones that came innovative. up with like
1: those studios that you see that's on like a, a huge Lazy Susan. And it has this room on this one, this room on this one, this room on this one. And it's slowly rotating. So that you can. Feel but it. you as the viewer don't know that. And they're walking through different scenes and you're like, Oh wow, that's really cool. Now they do it in movies today. You don't really notice it. It's typical now, but back in the day, that was fucking revolutionary. Like, you're doing oh, it how the studio? fuck are you you're doing Alex that? So anything. if you're the viewer watching that for the first fucking time, you're like, "What the fuck is going on? Like, how did they do that? I don't understand." There's no fucking computer that they did it with. You know, it was all live sets. It was all live production. It must have been. So incredibly time consuming and so hard. So when they are actually pressing record, everything was fucking perfect. There weren't 30 fucking takes for the same fucking scene. No, you didn't deliver it for me right. If you didn't deliver it right, you're not a fucking movie star. It was that fucking oh. simple. We can't keep taking shit over and over because we're on yeah. film. That's what started the whole like, go- like that's why
0: theater actors all have always been seen seen in, in high esteem. Yeah. And when action stars and shit like that started to get popular, everyone was like, no, that's you're not you don't know about it because they're like you're disrespecting the history of you know this is what was great back then and that's what needs to be respected
3: still nowadays kind of thing so that's what we're dealing with that's the times we're dealing with so these movies at the time they they still hold water but even then they were way ahead of their time these films that we're going to speak of right now
1: yeah and Citizen Kane really speaks to how you paint with light, as they say, as an artiste would say whenever the filming something. You, I know, I am right. you immediately go to a French accent. You just went Italian, just there. <laughs>
3: Keep going. Uh, any other racial sp- <laughs> 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 What other races do you want to hit? Maybe. Uh. Go to Connor. Do Connor now. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: I, film g- I really none- want <laughs> <laughs> My light is fucking heavy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I paint the fucking same light. <laughs> you don't fucking appreciate me or <laughs> me <Me-or? laughs>
2: that's so good oh
3: god, god
0: damn. Citizen Kane <clears throat> widely regarded as the greatest American film of all time yeah it is people
3: like, like this. Like I don't think that iconic scene of him at the podium it, like the this Congress, film is, is in such scene.
0: high regard and I know that all our listeners have heard about it they haven't watched it no, probably they may not, not know what the fuck it's about who made it who's in it they, all they know is that name
3: they know none mm. they know nothing <laughs> about this movie <laughs> <laughs>
0: good one that was perfectly that was timed <laughs> uh, we're, just, we're just gonna do it the whole show <laughs> but they know that name Citizen Kane why do they know that name why is it important
3: because it's a black pimp <laughs> I think nah the, man Citizen Kane did it <laughs> <laughs> he man always brought. they were out here it's on the rock <laughs> you
1: totally have a couple that's his best black, black <laughs> eye it. like, so funny I don't think I saw one black person on screen of course you did did you in, any, in your movie no yeah. Yeah, you got one? I got one. Mine was in 41. I didn't even get one. Like of Not all the 41. 40s movies I've seen, I got one black actor. I got one
3: too, but I think it was blackface. Like mine. No. <laughs> 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 you piece
1: of shit I would
0: spit out like a mouthful of beard, <laughs> it would
1: have been right on me too. I
0: got one but it might have been blackface like in Atlanta, not easy to spot
3: <laughs> Maybe it's like, I don't know man really good makeup back then I'm a confused it was a little white around the eyes but you know that's it's, you know you know he washes out after weekly Crossburn he's coming off oh you look definitely <laughs> but, have he's wearing one. a fucking clown nose like <laughs> obviously it's
2: Blackface
3: <laughs> <laughs> alright back Sizzing it. I
1: think the reason why it's so critically acclaimed within the movie industry and everything and you hear so much about it is because this is where they found out that you can mix your exposures within the camera and Explain, what do I, I mean, mean by that have. I mean what the fuck is that exposure so when you're seeing a scene and I want to I want to say a significant scene in this one, but you guys aren't going to know it. So just think of a scene where you're in a really dark room. Usually it's going to be whenever someone's in like a bad position. So let's let's do something really basic. You're in a horror movie. You get kidnapped. You get knocked out. You wake up. You're in a warehouse. And then all you see are these beams of light. The camera is centered on you but you're like it's the camera is centered on you. It's got those giant lampshades you have just show a little lamp bit of light going straight down. And it's got down. like that beam of light. Going I love through. that. Me so, too. That's like it's a detective. It's such a detective. It is. It is.
3: is. Super detective scene right there. This is the beginning of that.
1: This was the very beginning. The beginning because before (laughs) they didn't. They didn't understand that you could mix the light (laughs) within the camera and have it be overexposed, underexposed, but have your talent fine. So when you're underexposed, everything's too dark. It's too black. It's too blue. When it's overexposed, everything's gonna be too white. It's gonna be really, really light and, my, and you're not gonna get a lot of color.
3: Yeah, and it's blurry. It's like when it's too bright, it's like it has like this blurriness to it. Blurry, I mean, uh that's it almost like it has uh, urge-
1: no, it's almost it like foggy. Iffy. My bad, foggy. Foggy, I guess you could foggy. say. When it's super over Yeah, yeah, when it's super yeah. bright, yeah. So it's when it's too bright or too light. Or not too bright or too light. When it's too bright or too dark. Uh-huh. So what they finally found out was within the camera is you can mix too light and too dark and still have it where you can see everything. That was the very beginning because they didn't understand that you can shine a light through a window and have the light make these beams and it... Illuminate the place inside without the sun. They always figured you would need the sun in some fucking location, but here they found out that you can mix something that's super dark, super light, and still compose a scene within it. And what it happened was all these scenes that you get now that have those beams of light if you're a hostage, or when you're walking through the warehouse and it doesn't an extreme wide and you see the dust that's literally coming up throughout the warehouse because all the light that's being shined through the windows up top. Or the it's almost light like, that's like the point of attention. In. It's like the but point there's of, the always of the attention it's not just like when it's nice and even it's always there's always gonna be a really really dark spot and a really really light spot and it's them essentially mixing the exposure that's what uh, so it's them mixing the light that's what gave
0: us all those incredible shots Uh, in in the 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 Batman animated series and (laughs) and
1: even yes watch the 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 opening of that fucking it's all
0: noir the whole opening theme exactly is that kind of exposure not lighting where it's all everything all the characters are shadows a couple of things are lit through
3: a lamp exactly and it's like that fucking mixture that that we're gonna do it nation right exactly plus I love it because it gives you the point of, of attention it's like this is the spot that you need to pay attention to like it's you almost, it, 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 it's a tu- it's almost tunnel vision in a sense. It yeah. gives you this one point. It's like this is the spot you're supposed to pay attention yeah. to instead of just filming a normal fucking scene with everything just looks, you you know, everything is paid, you pay attention to everything or what you you get what I mean? Exactly. So I'm not explaining it. The very first,
1: like it's, like, it like <laughs> it's like the second scene in the movie, Citizen Kane, you're, so what happens is they start out and you're seeing pretty much, it's like an ad, but it's for Mr. Kane, Charles Kane's death. Um, and so what it is it's essentially an autobiography that they're Mr. going Can't to dies. come yeah. out and see mm-hmm. the funeral essentially like Mr. Die, Ma- Ma- we'll a couple of all the Die <laughs> you know, we're going
3: to celebrate so smack a couple of <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, so, it's funny that they keep doing that but it's so no fucking counts. true like <laughs> that little fucking joke <laughs> is so relevant in all these fucking movies it's fucking retarded like all of them are talking like this eh? like it's so fucking ridiculous. Listen, in, I'm fixing I'm it. I'm fixing you. And don't you guys like, stop fixing It me. almost <laughs> took me out of the movie because I'm just sitting there thinking of Stevie and I doing the,
3: no, 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 like going back
1: and forth with each other. All like these guys are talking about like Having Eddie a fucking TV. field day with the movie is fucking hilarious. You
3: stay dude. with your own. See, you stay with your own. <laughs> <laughs> We're
1: not making this up, see? Don't mix the races. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in Citizen Kane, you can mix explosions, x- x- but don't mix races.
3: Ha- it ha- wasn't ha- that, that overboard. <laughs> it was I, way the first guy that brought that to life. Dude, in that you're trying to mix white, what? <laughs> you're trying to mix the dark with the light, huh? And that, that I don't know, call, keep him second. keep him a second. like your laundry, like your lady does. And <laughs> that Call
1: Northside movie—that's exactly how the main character was the entire time. Oh my the god! The reporter talking like that, see?
3: How do I know that you're not a uh, a swindler, a charlatan, <laughs> <shotting, laughs> a, a faker, a fraud? A malarkey! You're a malarkey! You're just playing
1: malarkey. It's not the real McCoy. I'll show you what the real McCoy is. <laughs> So that's the first thing. That's the first reason why I think that (laughs) Citizen Kane is so critically acclaimed and so amazing. The second thing is, like Stevie was bringing up earlier, the scene where you get him on the podium and he's really really large in frame and that was the first time that they really put and they started messing with the camera tricks yeah yeah Camera angle. that's really it's when down this perception eye. it's above watching the whole right? movie is is fucking camera tricks the whole time that effect that i was talking about it's it, within the first scenes again it's within and the first uh, who, 18 uh, minutes
0: who was doing these camera tricks who was doing
1: these camera tricks i have no fucking idea or orson, or Orson <laughs> or orson well, orson 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 was the director but i really he had oh health. we we like, everyone had so much health. like Everyone he did, did really well with the movie overall and everything, but he had so much help on this film from a cinematographer, from the art department, like figuring well, out how to use... the cinematographers Yes. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Whenever we think <laughs> whenever we think
3: camera takes, everyone, most people usually think the director's responsible for everything. I think of Mercedes &
1: all the crazy shit yeah, he yeah.
3: does. Most people think the director's responsible for everything, but they don't realize the... like A lot of the other people don't get really that much credit. Like the uh, video... Photo- uh, what, is, what is it? What's director of photography. Director of photography, all that. Like you wanted to be... You wanted to do the that, didn't you, instead yeah, that's what of no, A directing? DP, Yeah, director yeah, what, of photography. Director and of it's photography essentially you you're in.
1: painting the picture. You're painting the scene and how the scene looks with colors and whether there's a tree right here or there's no tree. And one of the biggest things that Citizen Kane did is they, they made that imposing figure, that bigger, that larger-than-life figure come alive on screen, whereas it wasn't able to happen before. You finally were able to get that effect of your dictator, like... Um, how they would always show Charlie Chap or not Charlie Chaplin? I apologize. Uh, Hitler, Spoilers. like I, it wasn't intentional, but like in all of <laughs> Hitler's like um, original footage, isn't it
3: filmed down below and looking up?
1: Nothing's filmed down below and up. Everything's oh, eye club? level. Oh yeah, and okay, okay. there's a lot of footage from, like, from like the side. And That's yeah. yeah, and yeah, it's I all that from the be... side, way down here. But no, 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 you didn't get anything that was that imposing you didn't figure know about on screen. Perspective. Forced perspective. Bam! Nailed. It. Fucking of course, course fuck, I mean, I said dude. it five minutes ago, but okay. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> we were, listening. I <laughs> this guy, we're listening now. And I, for, I forget m- the terminology of everything, so he nailed it. That's exactly what it's That's called. What they Sports do is like when they want a, when they want a
0: character to seem large, life-like. Like this is a big, important person you should fear and respect. Listen to the camera. Will look up at him. Yep. If it's the opposite, you should be like, oh, this this person's a nobody. Look down. That's and in the I same thought. movie, it, like, it, it, like it doesn't the exact huge. opposite. Also, remember, like in remember, you brought this up that what they did like in uh, in goodfellas when they wanted you to feel kind of weird and uneasy when henry goes to talk to jim they have like the camera at a slant the and slant it's, like, moving. Yeah. it's like weird and awkward and like you you can't you're explain tense. you don't like, you're notice like, it but uh, you just feel weird because it is yeah. fucking with your head supposed it's supposed to fucking be that scene but, yeah, exactly continue. yeah it's yeah.
1: awesome the, i didn't oh, know first perspective, perspective. I didn't no know that's know what
3: exactly was, what so. it is i completely space me and the listeners are learning here
1: that's what this whole episode is a lecture Um, And then I think the last thing that I wanted to say about it has to be the effects that they were – practical effects that they were able to do. So not effects Mm. that you're going to be able to rely on through post and post-editing and post-computers nowadays. Um, There is still – some effects that you could do back in the day that was essentially film tricks and they would use those film tricks as transitions. So literally with thirty five millimeter film, you have to develop it and you have to cut it and everything's physical. Whereas today everything's through a computer and if you cut something, you can bring it back. It's not gone forever. Once you cut it, there was no reconnecting the film. You couldn't like put a staple in it or anything. Like you couldn't Now (laughs) it's (laughs) not like you could try to like Iron it together. If you take a lighter
3: and you try to burn it, it'll be fine. That's where you <laughs> that's see... That's a, li- <laughs> that's a life easy. trick. That's, that's a enough. life trick. <laughs> life hack, whatever. Life hack. You gotta burn the cool. film together. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like thread. <laughs> and so, so you had them it. taking tricks that they weren't
1: sure were gonna work or weren't gonna work and they would imply... And so what they would do is they would double up the film. So they would... First, they went through it and they made all their cuts. Just straight cuts, all that good stuff. And then I... they. I'm pretty sure what they did is they go on with another layer of film, and they essentially, like, double it somehow. And I'm not entirely yeah, sure how it. they do it. Like, if they glue... I'm not entirely sure how they did it. They, <laughs> like did they it. licked
3: one in, and they licked like, I do And then, yeah, they might glued it, glued some, it some duct sort. tape and a fucking uh, pencil. And uh, <laughs> a thumbtack. Don't question me just go! What they would
1: do is they would expose that certain one to be all black, and then they would add their effect on it. And this certain effect was like, a, a snow globe breaking, and as the snow globe was breaking, all of the snow globe, like, flakes inside came alive, and that was used as the transition into the next scene. So you would but see... But on top of the black, it was, it was on top of out. the black, yeah. So it was the boom, the snow globe dropping. Bam, it shattered. Boom, you see all Rose the little bud. flakes. <laughs> I was just about to do yeah. And then, boom, it transitions, and it's always a dissolve. So, like, you'll slowly see the snowflakes start to fade out and you'll see whatever it might be, a building start to fade in. And it's doing it at once, so the snowflakes will look like they're on the building for a moment, and oh. then it'll come out of it, and then it'll be like sunny or whatever. Yeah, it's like it, it's like filming
0: two they two different film reels, like you were saying, and they just put them on top of each other yeah. with a little like a little bit of fuzziness and blackness mixed in there too. Yeah. So it's like almost like three layers of thing, and they slowly take one away, slowly take one or another, and then you're left with that. That's how they had to do it, so like meticulously and slowly and handmade back then. Yeah. Because no one ever done that now. And like you said, you can go to fucking. PowerPoint and yeah. do an entire you can do thing you it on yourself. You yeah, have it on your crazy. fucking your do- stupid yeah.
3: fucking dog filter. On you can get the an app on you know your mean? goddamn yeah. phone. Yeah. Do yeah. This. You it's can do as stupid fucking that. things yeah. on these Snapchat. motherfuckers are doing
0: like a hundred feet of film filming. Yeah. got that's crazy. Yeah. Like they're,
3: they're the originators of the fucking dog filter. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now don't say that. That's an insult. to these great man, but you fucking dare
0: with that. Well, fucking dogs! <laughs> they're still doing it. These dumb fucking bras
1: are still doing it, dude. dude. There's more. And of them. Now it's a I bunny. Fielded. Now it's a bunny, and they're like, "Oh, there's a little carrot."
0: Get a
3: personality, bitch. <laughs> get one personality. Put <laughs> your fucking fe- get a trait. I like. I posted. I was like, this this whole dog filter thing is actually misleading. All right, dogs are supposed to be trustworthy. They're friendly. They're fucking. They're nice. They they. They're, 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 they're excited to see you. They're a lawyer. Loyal and they have fucking short term memory loss. I was like, I feel like uh, this there's false hope all over here. Opposite, all opposite of things of women, but um, all, according what to you Stevie, said, according to Stevie, always according to me. I'm the sexist one on the podcast, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, it totally is. Totally but is. like Chris said, um, I love all broads, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> all right? I, I said that, <laughs> I, but I disrespect them
0: all. equally. <laughs> I
3: still said broads, which is still very disrespectful, but no, like Chris said, um, the film being black and like the snowflakes on it and how it stood out so much. Adney brought that up with the Batman comic transitioning into them doing it on darker paper, to where it oh, gave yeah. Batman this darker fucking feel in the comic book, and it was revolutionary. No, 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 no. That, that was the animated series. Oh, that was it. My bad. Every
0: animated thing is done on, like white paper, That's and they draw was, on yeah. white, light paper. And for the first like episode and the first like reel of the Batman animated series, it was all on black paper, Gang so story. it gave this incredibly yeah. gothic, dark feel. And they were like, "This is actually really dangerous to do." And, <laughs> it actually like it didn't meet like health standards I forgot the exact reasons of why that had a bad thing to do with health but that was the reason so they had to, like okay well we want it to look because like everyone kept thinking they were Batman and fucking jumping off buildings and shit <laughs> this is making your employees fight crime <laughs> but they had to actually okay we'll make it look as close to that as possible but yeah
3: but I think that's that's great like you said it's some whoa put it on black and, like make it stand out more that's awesome that's innovative to think of that imagine like that not being around like more people with film were originators yeah. they were creators they yeah. were they were they were real artists, artists. back then yeah. real artists cuz they give didn't it have you. shit to work with and, they See, and that's why I want to be a dp
1: now because the real art within filmmaking is the script and being a dp directing the actors and directing the mo- I just don't feel like that's like an art it, it's a skill you're dealing with
3: people but yeah it's a people with skill the exactly. creation
1: yeah, not yeah. so yeah. even though you're we, like, the, background the thing is even, even like,
0: though we've come fa- we've come a lot farther and people are respecting directors not more nowadays than they used to and that's a step forward but like you said, the fucking directors of photography and like the the writers, the design, these the write people who is. do all the real fucking magic, are still kind of left out in the cold. The wars. Yeah. I do people, feel like it's getting a little like, more like the hardcore film fans or like TV show fans or like book readers, comic fans. All those people they know writers and they look for those names. And I think that that's going to spread as much as everything else is. And, and pretty yeah, soon I, I, it's got to. It's pretty got soon you. they're going to actually start televising the writers awards on the academy awards for once like they're actually going to like show that <laughs> seriously and they're going to be stars
3: like, and, like, and like Shane Black being the first big fucking huge star of a screenwriter that y- kind of thing yeah he's awesome but the, yeah exactly and I think like you said you you have such an appreciation for DPs and most people don't even know what that is yeah. so hopefully deep penetration hopefully <laughs> that's what <laughs> everyone thinks hopefully <laughs> that gets brought to light later on like if hopefully people watch movies and like Andy said Those who do do their homework, those who do appreciate the film and do look into it and study it, if they see something they like, they'll learn the name of that person. And they'll fucking preach about that person. Or if that gets brought up, they'll mention that person's name and bring it to light so people know. If if you love something, you want to know everything about it. And I think that's very important, you know, for especially people who love film, you know. Fucking. Oh, I
1: completely agree. One of my favorite director of photography, I brought him up before and I'll keep bringing him up say just exactly name. what you fucking said is say, what, say like Roger name. Deakins. He has okay. done Sh- Shawshank Redemption, Ooh. No oh. Country for Old Men, Skyfall, oh, no, oh. A Beautiful Mind. Like oh, A Beautiful dude. Mind is so beautiful. Like it's the incredible to just it's to look at. So you don't even amazing. need audio. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking really good. And that's a story
0: that's a story that Shawshank too, of like the visuals like no matter how Horrible the story gets. There's always something like pleasant to look at. Yeah, I think those contrasting things is one of the reasons why Shawshank is one of the most rewatchable movies of all what time. No
3: oh, matter, matter how horrible things get, what do you mean? And Shawshank, and Shawshank, how yeah everything for is the just, character. Oh, okay, everything's okay. Like I thought his you were calling a horrible is... movie because I was gonna. Call yeah, it. I'm gonna call <laughs> Shawshank. I was about to quit on air. <laughs> <laughs> But Shawshank. Is, is a beautiful mind What? <laughs> fucking Stephen you're King. You know what else is a horrible movie? No one ever uh-huh. says it's the godfather. was a piece of shit. What's funny he's is you can take everything Stephen King did. If he only did Shawshank, I would star. still love him. He's star. Um, he's, <laughs> you're a fucking stud. <laughs> you're, you're a fucking stud, mate. Fucking you're stud, fucking man. hogged out, Stephen King. <laughs> Stephen King's probably super, super hogged. Probably as like no a fucking way. ghost tattoo. Oh, dude, he proud. also did The Big Lebowski. Oh, what? Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Dude. Ooh. Every Coen Brothers movie? <laughs> what?
1: Oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> <that's awesome>. dude, <laughs> Old Brother, Where Art Thou? I really want to talk about he that He even movie. did Rango. He was a consultant oh, for dude, Rango. That would
3: be a good topic to be movies that have a hidden meaning behind them. Like, no, no, no.
1: Movies that are like hidden remakes. Hidden
0: remakes of movies. Cause *oblivious* Raptor is the Odyssey. You can't see it on the surface, but when you really think about what happens in the story, I mean, it's the exact same oh, things, or something it, else.
3: That's just a better name for it. Because I was gonna say just it's to have different meaning, meaning like it's it's basically ma- takes the story and then makes it something else, like you're explaining. Oh, no, that's money. I couldn't explain it better. <laughs> I was gonna say this. he's a piece of shit with descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the movies that have so so <laughs> <laughs> say movies that have a <laughs> hidden meaning, but whatever, that's better. That is better. Yeah, yeah. yours is better. So that's because
1: that's way more vague. Those are the that's the technical aspect. That's why anybody like that's why it's so revered in the film community and in the movie community. And anybody you know that talks about movies, you might be watching an interview with this person or that person, and it's somebody that you look up to, and they quote Citizen Kane. And these are Wait, the things that Wait, tell them what the why. movie's actually about. <laughs> On top of that, the movie is also really, really well made through the story. Now, I will admit, for me, no, but for the people that were watching it with me and whatnot, I can see how there is going to be a point in time where it kind of goes down and it dips down a little bit because it gets into like a routine and it's kind of a beating your main character down. And so I can see how people be like, oh, it kind of drags in the middle act. Eh, that's fair. But overall, it's a great act. Everything arcs, it completes it, and it leaves you... With a great exposition, and I think this was the first time that a movie has left you with you knowing exactly what he meant by Rosebud and everybody within the movie not knowing what he meant by Rosebud. So what is Rosebud? What is Rosebud? it's a sled within Rose but it's sled from when he was a kid it <laughs> is a sled it is a sled spoilers spoiler, spoiler, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's like the biggest spoiler that you can well it's really it's not a spoiler if you watch it was watch like a huge movie. mystery
0: within the film but within is the
1: entire movie that's the entire premise so like I said earlier one of the first beginning scenes is them all I was going to say it before Stevie interrupted me. I apologize. Is them all watching this promo because Citizen Kane died. He was this huge, prolific figure, essentially a mogul of the time. Incredibly, fantastically rich. Beyond rich. He was literally building, like, the Playboy Mansion times ten. But it wasn't... I only say the Playboy Mansion because of how... Gangster, it is. It's the Playboy Mansion without the women. He didn't. He this wasn't is a like Playboy. So was like, like, that's it like was like a, was like a let try, let me
0: try, castle. Let me
1: try. Let me try. So it was Bruce
0: like a huge castle. So was like if Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark met and fucked, and then their kid inherited both fortunes, and then that baby fucking uh, took all the Bill Gates money <laughs> and added it to it in real life. All of that together.
1: Yeah. Is that okay? But he wasn't like a philanthropist. He wasn't like a sexual being or anything like that. He was just fucking loaded and he liked to buy statues. For some reason, he loved statues and fucking puzzles. Like, puzzles is a really big thing in the 40s. Like, they were in. All the movies yeah. that I watched. <laughs> yeah, yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, that was <laughs> you go outside and die from disease,
3: or you sit inside and build puzzles? Yeah, <laughs> our yeah there was no video game. No, like, oh, yeah, it
1: was like really
3: funny. Sports were th- not even yeah. like
1: the little like pong board was being played with or anything. You know, like the little balls. Puzzles were something that everyone could do. Yeah, puzzles were like so so hot. So hot right Masturbation now. Masturbation was illegal. Like, shit sucked suck, <laughs> right then. Dude. So, anyways, there's this huge castle and it has all this fucking shit in it. Everything needs to be auctioned. All this stuff. Well, there's this whole little promo for like five minutes and it's showing all this stuff. It's showing that he lives in a castle. It's showing like glimpses throughout of his life. And this is going to be the trailer for the movie that they're making. And so we finally realize this when it cuts out of the trailer. It's like the end. Citizen Kane died, the end or whatever. And then it cuts out of the fucking transition and we're in a dark ass room. And all we see is the fucking projector with the beams of light. <sighs> and then there's a guy smoking. Beautiful and shot. You sit there smoking, you have the fucking smoking yeah, cigarette the, part the, going yeah, the light shining And then they're the all smoke smokey- talking, see? What all that dark, all you see? can
0: barely see is like barely, like little tiny glimpse of light barely hit yeah. parts of the person's body yeah. Yeah. and the cigarette and the smoke. You can barely make out there's a human being there. Yeah. So, so that shorty shorty,
3: yeah, shorty, exactly. shorty, 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 like the dad that like clicked the light on, clicked the light on, it's like all you do is smoke it. That's <laughs> <like, laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so funny,
1: dude. And so, and that's the, essentially, producers meeting. And the head producer's, like... Um it's good, Illuminati. but we need an angle. We need an angle. See, uh what happened? What did he die for? What, did, uh, what was his life's passion? What was this? What was that? We need a real story here. Right now all you're showing me is the highlights. I need to actually know the guy. We need to know the guy if we're gonna make money off. Yeah, we guy. need to make people to, to you gotta connect with, them. You exactly. You gotta so connect with him. Exactly. And he's like Rosebud. He said rosebud, right? He said rosebud. Final say, rosebud?
0: His last words before he died was Rosebud. Rosebud. Before he dropped Rose. that snow cone you were talking Rosebud. about in his <laughs> The snow cone?
1: The snow <blow>,
3: but yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. <laughs> snow globe, man. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, it was called snow cone. You to have a massive point. Time out. Really? He Shut snow.
0: up. Wait, can we time out and picture that for a minute? <laughs> bro, I bread? just it's bought that, bro. <laughs> His last cherry, bro. His dying breath was eating a snow cone. You see, he goes, with <laughs> the <laughs> 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 taking a... <laughs> bro, that's why he died. He's trying to he's all bite Brain freeze. <laughs> 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 that's my
3: bad. <laughs> Do you, you had to think. Yeah, you're such a your bubblegum. <laughs> There's no bubblegum in, <laughs> bubble in my snow cone. There's <laughs> no bubblegum my snow cone. Name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: And so that's the angle that the producers want him to take. So this reporter essentially <laughs> is going around interviewing everybody about... Mr. Kane's life and every time he would interview somebody it would flash back essentially to the actual scene and you would see Mr. Kane and how he was and who the type of person that he was and he was like a essentially all for the working man at first and he wanted to do everything from the bottom and so you see at about 22 minutes. As I have keep saying on this, is you're gonna see your plot point in between 22 and 20 fucking scripts. Are
3: mathematically it's and a mathematical so you, equation at
1: 22 around there. You see another flashback, and it goes back to when he was a kid. And I'm pretty sure it was his first memory. And he's outside playing with a sleigh, as well as snowballs and all that good stuff, and having fun as a kid. <laughs> well, his mom's inside, essentially auction off her kid because all in all, she wants a better life for a child but she realizes that she's not in a great place um, she thinks that the dad's an abusive type of dad she doesn't really want him around the dad and all this stuff so she's like no a banker randomly comes in doesn't really even touch on to how or why he's there it kind of really skims over that part of everything because it really wasn't important to the story this is a tiny little scene you don't need to be going into a huge backstory for what the fuck's going on because then you're putting too much in the story and you get a three and a half hour you're fucking movie hats your, on audience. Hats. your audience yeah. is going to
0: think that that's the important part exactly. of the story and like, you need to like no no just yeah, so you'll just get skimmed this skimmed right over They're
1: giving the audience credit of just saying, no, this is just thin. You'll get it. Trying to fill in
3: dial or trying to fill in. And so you
1: see him having fun with the sleigh and everything. And then he fucking has to go. And his mom's like, no, you're going to go with this man. He's wealthy. He's going to treat you right. So then he grows into this mogul. And then you see that his rightful parent now who's loaded is trying to write him all his uh, blessings he's writing him in his will he's like he's gonna do this and he's gonna do this and make sure he does this and he's like super authoritative within this will and everything and then he sends it to him because he didn't need to sign it and so he sends it back and he's like i'm not signing that i don't want any of that i want this one thing within there i want this paper i think it would be fun so he is grown up rich now And he's had the privilege that he doesn't think that he even needs money. He just says, you know, I want to run a newspaper. I think that'd be fun. Give the rest of charity. You know what? I don't give a fuck what you do with it. I don't really want it, especially with these stipulations. All I want is this newspaper company. And then he comes back and he starts running the fucking newspaper. Well... The elder dies still leaves him everything so he winds up being loaded the newspaper spreads but it doesn't spread because he's rich it spreads because of his morals originally because what he wanted what, to what do. He, he what, this what he stood career. for yeah, yeah. the first thing that he even imprinted was what i stand for is the truth and I will not persuade you guys or anything like that. And I'll create stories and I'm gonna make it entertaining, but it's all gonna be the truth. That's the
3: newsroom. Real journalism. Byron Sorkin. <laughs> Real journalism. Real journalism. <laughs> but no, I think that's fucking awesome.
1: Unbiased. Unbiased. I'm not. i am I don't
0: have to rely on sponsorships exactly. or companies paying for my TV time or my paper time. I don't like every other news company in the world I, I th- nowadays where they need sponsorship money to run their program. So they kind of look over certain things. Exactly. No, I pay for this all through my own pocket. I don't, I hold nothing to nobody. I owe
3: nothing to nobody. <laughs> <None> <laughs> to it's the John Stewart of this time. John Stewart <laughs> is the most, one of the most trusted journalists ever. He, he, uh, Dennis Miller, he is was biased as well. though. He's admittedly he, biased. He's biased, but when he does interview, like when he's not working for a program, but he's like interview. But he's wise, yeah, that's the
0: thing that's the thing though. He's open about it. Uh, <laughs> like he's like oh, oh, he admits. Nah, I'm a liberal.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a
1: liberal. But he still gives still liberal. Shit. journalism
3: <laughs> in comparison to no. the, what we got nowadays. You know? Correct. But yes, yeah. Continue. I'm so
1: proud. that's how he. Was able to get to that mogul status. It wasn't through the fortune. I'm no, the fortune did helped. it on his own. Of course, it helped because it allowed him to do that. But he could have gone and just done it the regular old way and really not grown the paper or anything. But what, he said, "Fuck the paper." Because he just of kept the money what and just Adney it. just said, because he didn't give a fuck, he wound up growing the paper. And before this time, there had been no one that owns one paper and like not only the east but the midwest and the west like the whole entire nation he owns papers in everything and he's like doing this nationwide he was the first one so that also made him a bigger mogul all this stuff then he got married then he had a kid all this great stuff happening all this great stuff's happening and he's gangster and all and throughout this whole time you see a hundred percent likable guy you don't see any flaws in him you're like man this guy like I want him to, I wish he was the fucking nominee right now yeah. like, I'd vote for Citizen Kane all day And then he has an affair. But he has the affair... No but. And he has the affair... Because the flame just died. Like, now he's rich. Now he's this mogul. Now he got all this money from his dad. He's he's going out there constantly doing stuff, and she just doesn't feel loved. Because his goal is to have everybody love him. But his problem and his one vice was that he never loved anybody. That's and why he need that. That's why you he's get Rosebud at the very end. Because Rosebud was the very last time that he could go back in his mind and honestly feel love and compassion because he was missing it throughout his entire fucking story arc except when he was a kid and he was being genuine and he was just there for it once he was a mogul once he got to the superstar status he just wanted everybody's love and he wasn't really he was just saying what you wanted him to That's something say that a lot of like, order like
0: athletes have gone through that for decades of like feeling that they need that love they need that the reason what drives them to be so successful is that need of validation and now but they but it doesn't seem real it doesn't seem true they know the only way to really get the love that they really want need is by constantly letting parasites fucking that's how mike tyson put it. Is i wanted these parasites to suck off me i could drain all my blood out and then i'd be i'd want to die giving them all my blood and then they when i ran out they would run away but then when i'd get my blood the I wanted them to keep coming back. I wanted that attention no matter what. It's like it's a psychological problem yeah. that a lot of people don't want to address or really deal with or anything like yeah, that. People but are it's afraid. a serious thing. It's like when you haven't had real love and since you were like a kid or even ever, uh, just like the f- even though you know the validation is fake, even though you know this love is fake, you still strive for it. You still want it because we all do want
1: validation. Yeah, That's the reason why we have a three-hour podcast. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's the reason why I live. I would have killed myself already. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing with him is he would accept the love and he was... People actually loved him because he was an honest person. He wasn't putting on this front, but he didn't understand how to give love back. He would get the love, be like, all right, got you. Who's next? Oh, now you don't love me? I'm going to go over here. And then he would just put all these people that loved him behind him. And he wouldn't really as lay very Bruce him, him his him. He would let them ba- yeah. love him. Very, exactly. That, would never let them love all him. He would sure that they loved him. And that's yeah. all Batman, really? That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's very Batman. Everything uh, is Batman. Every, apparently,
0: <laughs> apparently, everything is
1: Batman. And so he gets a divorce. His first woman, after they get a divorce, she crashes, kills with his kid. Bam, his life's gone, right? Oh, and then, boom, he remarries with the girl that was his mistress. But he doesn't remarry because he loves her. He, he remarries because he was painted as a bad person. He was painted as this guy who was make married. Woman out of her exactly, <laughs> who was married, had a kid. You had this perfect life. You were going to be the governor. You had everything on the rise, and then because he was going to win, this guy blackmailed his mistress and is sending his wife a letter that was pretty much saying, "Your husband's cheating on you," and so then you have this whole debacle, and so he's getting beaten down. And he's getting beaten down, and you think he's going to kill himself and all this good stuff, and then he's coming back up. Coming back up, him and this mistress are going to get married, okay? And then they get married, and then you think everything's good, and then slowly it shows you that all this mistress is doing is living in this fucking palace of a fucking house, and he's never there. And so she's constantly doing jigsaw puzzles. Ah! She's constantly doing jigsaw and she starts, puzzles.
3: Dude, and she starts kidnapping people and then making, you know, trying to show them their life could be better. Mm-hmm. So she puts them in all these traps, right? And she's like, you want to play a game? Mm-hmm. And then from there, <laughs> she, she grabs... Uh, this is the 1940s, they're born. <laughs> she
0: grabs bodies and she murders them and then arranges them like Jigsaw, mm-hmm. but these bodies are all going to fit together. <laughs> and then, like, super them and then frames them. <laughs> That's what they do, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So I've, seen <laughs> I've seen old people. I've seen old people. And so eventually she leaves, and that's what causes him to grab the snow globe. That's what He freaks out on her room. He freaks out. He grabs the snow globe. And you know, as you did. He's old. He's older there, but you can see that he's probably been holding the snow globe. Snow globe. motherfucker. Right? <laughs> I got uh, it. Motherfucker. I, I got, got you. you I like, got you. Good. You <laughs> fuck. Yeah. You can tell that once you see him drop it, that it's been a couple years, and he realizes that the only two things that he loved were the two things that got away, which were his sleigh and his second wife, which he the didn't. Woman he think slayed. <laughs> yeah, I got it. But <laughs> she didn't think that he loved on at the, the time, news. and what he realized was later on that was one of his true loves, and so. Damn. It's all about true love, I it's guess. It's all about great white buffalo, mm-hmm. but it's also all about fucking. Camera tricks. The, movie's <laughs> so the movie is all about. Money.
3: The movie is all about. The core <laughs> of the story is camera tricks. The core of the story is: is there bubble gum in my snow? I know you're <laughs> not gonna watch <laughs> it. I, we know you're not <laughs> gonna watch it. That's why
1: I just spoiled but you're a everything. Piece of shit everything. You so now you don't have to watch it because I just gave it to you right there. That's why citizens. So now, is these, so next rude. time people these talk about mean.
0: movies, you can bring up and just copy everything Chris said, you exactly. and you'll seem like you'll oh, seem smart. This that conversation can definitely
1: get you laid. Yeah. But It can't. Just uh, se- if uh, you're in the right girl, scenario... And if
0: you're a girl... Well, anything can get you laid. <laughs> But that can especially... That can make a, a guy fall in
2: love with you.
3: <laughs> see, if you're a girl, that'll make guys fall in love with you. See, <laughs> see, if you're <laughs> a girl... you <laughs> can. But what I think is... Okay, even if you do not watch... like These movies specifically were ahead of their time. They were very specific for their time and they stand out still to this day. These ones we're giving you are Hold ones up. that you should know that most people do know that most, if you're a director, they, know, they don't even realize school, that they know it. Yeah, yeah, if you went to film school or things like that, these movies are studied. The, the movies that we're giving you are very important. So even if you go back, don't just randomly watch a bunch of movies from the 40s, 50s. These ones we're giving you are No, because they're movies, some bad ones. Watch like, movies, uh, except, yeah, the fucking French New Wave, 400 Blows. God, don't watch that. that 400 that. Blows sucks so but, much. 400 but these. <laughs> One's the right the here. North
1: He's sides. Call North Side seven seven seven. See, yeah. <laughs> avoid that one. That one's literally on Netflix. Try to watch it. Try, Try to watch, watch it. Sides. And Could if you, you can't watch it, how about you email me
3: and then Come tell, about you, tell you me what it
1: <laughs> Okay, guys. Guess what I'm
0: gonna guess? What guess what the movie is that I'm that to do?
3: Casablanca.
1: <laughs> Casablanca. <laughs> how did you ever guess? Because you yelled at me. <laughs> you literally what? yelled at me earlier in the episode when I was talking shit on the forties. Like, what? Fuck that!
3: Casablanca! Yeah. That wasn't <laughs> earlier in this episode. That was earlier. No, it was like, like months ago.
1: Episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. That's how I knew it was going to come down. Because well, I was, well, well, I was like, within or our th- north by northwest.
0: Within our first five episodes, you're all. You said something about Casablanca being overrated.
1: Uh, yeah,
3: I think. And he- I was like, how dare you? You <laughs> were so mad. Because you can't. Okay, this movie, my movie. <laughs> we weren't even talking about movies. Ad, and someone just. It was something brought up, and Adney just lost it. We went on a 10 minute tangent about <laughs> Fuck you. Me, fuck this. That. that was about right. So, my
0: movie's Casablanca. And uh, I love this movie so much. Um, what's fun? There's actually some really interesting trivia about this movie. Uh, it was originally a play called um, Everyone Goes to Ricks. I think it was made in like the late 30s, and then they optioned it and actually started filming in 1941. Mountain 42. Here's a funny bit. In the mid-2000s, listen to me. In listen the, to me. In the mid-2000s, Madonna tried to do a remake of Casablanca. Really? With her playing the the, the main female lead, the Elsa, lead? and Rick, the main character of the story, played by Ashton Kutcher.
1: Ew! <laughs> How can you put? Ashton Kutcher <laughs> and Humphrey Boga are not on the same level.
0: Like, mm-hmm. Ashley Kutcher no. is so many, Ashley so Kutcher, Ashton Kutcher,
1: Ashton Kutcher is, is so on the so much same much better, level dude. as Humphrey Bogart's corpse.
3: <laughs> 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 Fuck that. Fuck that.
0: And here's the thing. Oh, I'm such a both- That them. is so- like, and, like, she went to- st- Every studio she went to to option the movie, they all said no. Immediately. Smart. And finally, a studio was like, look, no. look, listen, that movie's untouchable. Yeah. Uh, Fucking goddamn right it is, and I'll tell you why. (laughs) So this movie stars Humphrey Bogart, who, even if you don't know him, you know that name. Don't lie to
1: me. Yeah,
0: like that's a name. And you know the name of this movie. And what's funny is uh, if any of you actually are good people and actually watch the movie after I talk about it, like I really want you to, you're probably going to have the same reaction that I did when I first watched the movie, which is... About every 10 minutes, you're gonna hear a line of dialogue and you're gonna say, That's where that's from! Oh my god! A bunch of I references. I heard that <laughs> Like, the, some of the most iconic lines in cinema history, some of the most iconic scenes in cinema history come from Casablanca. And they're all amazing, they're all incredibly done well. The movie stars, Humphrey Bogart, one of the biggest movie stars ever, um Ygrid Bergman, another He was really like the
1: first of the movie stars, wasn't he? He was like the original yeah, like the that. Original. Mother, that guy yeah. is the guy.
0: <laughs> Even his last movie he was ever in was one of the best movies ever. It's called The Heart of They Fall. Boxing movie. Great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> um, anyway. <Boxing> fucking movie. <laughs> the movie
0: takes place, it's supposed to take place in nineteen forty one. Uh, obviously. Uh, it's a World War Two movie. Not really a war movie, though, but it, a lot of the plot... Oh, a so Pearl Harbor! A lot of the plot has to take... <laughs> and it like, takes a lot from the war. <laughs> See, like, and there's like a, there's a quick narration just to give you some exposition to give you the like, what's going on. It's the first thing of the movie and what it is. It talks about how while Germany's out there just fucking fucking up all of Europe, a lot of people are trying to escape and they want to go to America because America isn't in the war at this point. They're all... It's, and I, I, I'm, I'll be an ocean away it's way easier there I just want to get out of here a lot of them are Jewish and they just they, they need to get the fuck away and so they were trying to get there and they had to go through all these different places and a lot of them who weren't didn't have that much money had to go like from like Especially ones that were in France had to go like take all the way down to the – like sneak their way to the south of France and then take a boat all the way to North Africa and then take a train all the way to French Morocco, which is in like um, northwest Africa. They finally got to French Morocco and there's there's a city there called Casablanca. And that's where the story, the entire story takes place in there. You get a flashback of Paris, but the rest of the story takes all place in Casablanca. Mm. The main location is a saloon. Called Rick's Cafe Americana.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I haven't watched the movie, but Adney explained almost this whole thing to me at a bar <laughs> one time. We're just drinking. He's, I'm like, I <laughs> was like that. If I if I ever owned a restaurant, this is what I want it to be. For people who haven't seen this movie, <laughs> if you just get old Adney, you could watch him explain the movie to you, and it's so much fun. Just,
0: <laughs> I'll act it out if you want to. Watch him explain I mean, the, the buy movie. Buy me a few drinks. I'm, I'll do it. <laughs> even, if you don't even ask if you
3: me don't, to. Yeah, just about to say, he'll do it without you asking. He was puking in the toilet, and we're like, Adney, you okay? And he gets up and he just starts starts quoting every line from <laughs> oh, Gangs yeah. in New York. At a strip club. Everyone's like, come out to the strip that club. That didn't you. happen. He's making that. That's me. real story. Uh, in a fucking bathroom. That needs for to be a segment. Drunk minutes. stories. We keep doing sex uh, stories. Drunk stories. 25 <laughs> minutes. Oh, you don't want to do that. We have evidence. And it's three of us in the bathroom. And a bunch of people just keep coming, leaving, going in and out. And everyone's watching the strippers. And Addie's just in there doing dialogue in the movie. And we're just in there watching. What, was he Bill or what? Yeah, all of it. He was He Was he Bill or what? Fuck you. Of course I was built. He was God everyone. He even did like, oh, cut two. <laughs> external shot. We zoom Extreme in on your first exit. Line. It's snowing. So of snow. snow. <laughs> Fresh powder. More,
0: more, morning dew. That's not, none of that happened. Back to the thing that, that we're happen. doing. This is a real thing that we're doing right now. it's, oh, real. it's a real thing. This this real <laughs> <laughs> it
2: happened. <laughs> yeah, I was there. I was there.
0: We'll uh, talk about it for a show though. Um, so uh it's 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 this really really like nice restaurant. But in the restaurant there's this incredible bar. Everyone goes there to drink every night. All the big people, these rich people, the people who are waiting to get um, exit visas. That's what you need. Need to get papers. The only way to leave Casablanca and to go to America is you have to actually have the papers. You can't leave there illegally you can't smuggle your way out and so there's people who are constantly robbing each other like there's a quick scene of a guy pickpocketing somebody else to get his get exit papers, visas yeah and like that's a big thing and but and rick he's from he was born in new york but this is his place he owns this place he's not planning on leaving he doesn't seem like it anyway and uh, he has like this incredible bar all these big people go and like they drink there and also they play music and they gamble it's also like this little mini casino and, like, it's live music So that's the, the spot. The only mm. black actor in the entire 40s, probably, <laughs> is this uh, he, Is this character named Sam. And he's a piano player and a singer. And he sits in the middle of the place, and he's singing songs live, and he's fucking fantastic. Everyone loves him. That kind of thing. Dooley Wilson. Rick is played by Humphrey Bogart. And he's just quintessentially the coolest guy ever. Ever in all of the movies. <laughs> And he's they what s- man.
3: seriously, everybody knows Dude, that fucking he's name. So everybody.
0: fucking cool. Like they spend the first I don't know forty fucking minutes of a uh, hundred minute movie. It's all. It's movie. Is it's not that long. It's only hundred. It's only hundred minutes. It's really. It goes by fast. The pacing is impeccable, especially for a movie made in nineteen forty-two. Yeah.
1: See, the pacing on mine could have been. It keeps
0: you riveted.
3: It. it just keeps you
0: paying attention. Yeah. It's- it doesn't slow down really, and. uh... So, like, the first, like, 30, 40 minutes are all, like, establishing Rick as a character. And you fall in love with him so fast. And it's so, like... Because, um... He's there. You don't see his face yet. They're just establishing the place, Rick's Cafe. All these important, big people here. All these beautiful women. And this uh, this waiter goes up to this like this table of. So there's a little bit of gambling. There's like these, you know, like those old rich white guys and like a bunch of beautiful women. And he's pouring the waiter's pouring them drinks. And she's like, and the girl looks over and she's like looking at Rick alone at a table. You don't see Rick, but she's looking at him. She's like, hey, can you ask Rick if he can come have a drink with us? Like she's there like on a date and she's like can you ask, to come, ask Rick to come no. drink with us and he's like oh I'm sorry Mademoiselle but um, that's not how it works Rick doesn't drink with any of the customers he never drinks with a customer and then the um, old rich white guy like looks at him and he goes oh really maybe if you told him that I ran the second biggest bank in um, Austria maybe then he'll come. Like, so full of himself. And the waiter just, like, immediately responds with, oh, sorry, that would not impress Rick.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you see? The, the, Mediocre! The <laughs> owner of the largest bank in Austria now works as our pastry chef.
2: Oh! man! Ah. <laughs> what he says? He says
0: that! What? <laughs> fucking, oh, my God! There's so many, like, pound for pound the best dialogue of any movie, in my opinion. Like, if you were to, like, add up all the dialogue combined It has the best movie, has the best, because there's so many quick quips, little lines like that that are just like, fuck yeah, man, kill you killed it! (laughs) There's
3: nothing I could say! They didn't even cuss in movies like this all the time, so like, even, it had to be more clever. Yeah, exactly. You can't say, hey, "Hey, script. go away there, fucko! Like, you you can't say that. Which is fun, but yeah, the dialogue, (laughs) (laughs) which is is fun. (laughs) I feel like like, the quips and even uh, physical comedy back then was very important. They relied a lot on physical comedy, and they relied on like quips, like fucking super quick jokes, and you know, got okay, so the audience laugh.
0: In that same scene, you click over to the bar, famous fucking bar, and there's this this woman. Her name is a Madel- Madeline. Her real name is Madeline, right? And the movie, her name is Yvonne. And this is actually a really fascinating story. The actual actress escaped France in 1940 because uh, Germany was taking over. And um, there's a scene, and she actually leaves, and she goes she ends up going to America with her husband, becomes an actress. And the character that she plays in this, like, what she's supposed to just be this kind of girl in the background, but she ends up stealing this one scene because uh, you have, like, these Nazis. Like, Nazis are coming after. They end up in Casablanca. She would
1: kill that scene.
0: The Nazis start singing a German, uh, a German song, and then all the people that are French and that hate the Nazis – because this is, like, basic kind of neutral territory. Like, Germany doesn't have control of this, so you get, like, these – all these people who just hate each other in the same spot and it's just this boiling pot of hatred, it's amazing. And you have like them singing that out of nowhere, all these like french resistance fighters and like jewish people start singing the french national anthem their country is completely controlled by the germans and like they see the germans singing their song so they all get up and they start singing their song back at them it's this incredibly powerful scene of national pride and like i know you got us this one time but we're not going to give up we still are proud of ourselves and in that moment there's actual actors including madeline who escaped from france and they start crying, and they're real tears. Oh, I'm These people shit, are actually dude. overcome by their own scene; that they're not acting. That's real for them. This is made in 1941. This movie. This is still real for them. The, like the it's American, Still going on like, now. America yeah. hasn't joined the war yet in real life. While they're filming this movie, America hasn't like. Storm the beaches of Normandy yet. This is before that. It's an incredibly powerful scene, and Madeline crushes it. They just zoom in on her. The camera locks it on her as she's crying, singing the song. It's absolutely beautiful. But before that (laughs) happens, (laughs) she plays a girl named Yvonne, and she's at the bar drunk. She's drunk as fuck. I gotta go see about a girl. (laughs) She's talking to the bartender named Sasha. He's a guy. He's a guy. (laughs) And And he goes, and she goes, um, She's like, give me another drink. And she goes – and he's like, Yvonne, I love you. I got you the best stuff. Pours her a drink. Yvonne, I love you. Like he <laughs> just like, keeps saying – like he says a couple times. And then um, Rick comes by and he's like signing some papers at the bar. He like walks right past Yvonne and then she follows him. And you could tell right away, oh, she's in love with Rick. It's obvious just by their body language before she opens her mouth. But when she does speak, what she says is, Rick – where were you last night?
3: Sorry, does she have an accent? I apologize.
0: Yeah, she does. <laughs> okay. Rick, where were you last night? And he goes, That was so long ago, I don't remember. Huh? And she's like, Well, where are you, you going to be tonight? He goes, I never plan that far ahead. Like, just fucking cold. of shoulders. And she's like, She starts flipping out, like, God damn it, blah, 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 like this and everything. And she's like, Sasha, pour me with a drink. And then before, like, and like, she's about to, like, slam her glass on the ground and rick just grabs her by the arm and goes you've had a little too much to drink you need to go home she's like no i'm not going home sasha Pull me another drink and then the bartender looks at her and he goes yvonne i love you but he pays me <laughs> 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 oh, man. so fucking classic and then he's like sasha call her a cab make sure she gets home and come right back he's like yes boss yes boss and that's establishing just Rick as a character. But what the actual story is about is, you see, Rick was in love once. He was in Paris and he fell in love with a girl um, named Elsa. Madly, madly in love. And it was, uh, Sam was there, the piano player. He was his best friend. And it was this incredible affair they'd have. with it. It only lasted a couple of weeks, but when the Germans started to invade, he's like, I wanna run away with you. At first, I had this thing of no, no asking questions from each other. Let's not get this too personal. Let's just have this fling. But he fell in love. She fell in love with him. And he asked her to run away with him and be together. And she says, yes, meet me at the train station. But he gets to the train station and she never shows up. Oh. He's heartbroken, ends up in Casablanca, opens his restaurant, and he's there. And while he's there playing his thing, and uh, what's funny is they had a song. Sam would always sing the song for them every time they were out having a thing, and this is all shown in a flashback. The song is as the song is As Time Goes By. Sam would always sing As Time Goes By for Rick and Elsa. And every time before they would cheers, Rick would look over at Elsa deep into her eyes, just full of love, and say, Here's looking at you, kid. Which is where that comes from. Uh. Another thing. Uh, and he would say it over and over. That was like their little cute little thing that they had. So um, two days, but that's when he starts his cafe, and he's there, and he's he's working. And then all of a sudden, after that scene at the bar, there's rumors of this guy coming into town named Victor Laszlo. Now there's this character. He's maybe my favorite character of the movie. Like he's like one of my favorite characters. I love my I love Rick. His name is Louis. He's this uh, French Moroccan uh, police captain. And he's just like, he's the comedy relief throughout the film. But at the same time, he's incredibly serious and he's dangerous. And when he gets straight faced, you feel the danger that is present with his power. But he has this really like... Powerful victor.
3: Power, powerful, powerful Louis. Or Louis, whatever.
0: Uh, but he has like this relationship with Rick where he has respect for Rick. And he like, he says to me, he's like, deep down, I, I suspect that you are a sentimentalist. I looked into you before, Rick. I noticed that you fought for uh, the Chesians and you fought for the Spanish. Both times you ran guns for them, but they were the underdog. And the other side would have paid you a lot better. And like basically like trying to like get into Rick's head. And he's like, so why, why can't you go back to the US? What'd you do? Did you sleep with the mayor's daughter? I mean, what, what were you doing? I like, to, I like to think that maybe you killed a man. It's the romantic in me. Mm -hmm. And, like, he's
3: talking to her, like, that's how he talks to Rick. He just has all this great thing. He uh, helped up the Spanish. They were in a fucking uprising, a revolution, their revolutionary war. So, yeah, of course, he can't go back to America. We were fighting them.
0: (laughs) But uh, he has, like, this, you know, and he has this great relationship. And um, Louis tells him, like, the Germans show up, like, a German officer shows up, a major. And he's like, We're looking for Victor Laszlo. What Victor Laszlo is, he's a Chechnyan who escaped a fucking concentration camp like literally was in a concentration camp and fucking escaped Gangster. and he's been like leading a resistance ever since he's been gathering resistance fire being this great leader and speaker he's this absolutely incredible symbol of freedom would you say he's a
3: symbol of hope, Adney?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: he is ba- he is the Superman of the story. He really is. Is he a vigilante, Adney? <laughs>
0: yes, he is. Stevie, oh, oh, that's a great is. another one. He is the Superman of this story. He's absolutely phenomenal. And what's funny is... You say he's the Batman of the story, right? I don't know he's maybe. not the Batman oh, of the Oh, he's a Superman? Story. That sucks.
3: <laughs> <What>? Superman's <laughs> fucking... He's having white bread, not, dude. He's white not, bread. bread. He's lame. You <laughs> haven't
0: listened to my past okay. Batman talk. Mm-hmm. Told you about how Batman looks up to Superman because he's the symbol of hope that I could never be. Okay. <laughs> okay? Like Superman is that thing that Batman still can look up to as you can be something I could mm-hmm. never be because I'm a bad person. And, and Superman, deep down, you're not.
3: And so I need to kill you. That's why he killed him right Well, he did. That makes sense. That's because he sold out. He
2: uh-huh. sold out. He sold out. Okay,
3: this is bat talk. He started, started with the bat talk
1: well tell him to listen to my episode. the doctor. Stop being a show. piece of shit, Stevie. God, you're a real piece of shit this episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Podcast out of context. Is- <laughs> no, we
1: took him
3: out because he worked for Reagan. <laughs> so That's a good enough reason for me. <laughs> you're such a cute. T- <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway,
0: back to this. Get your fucking up. Because He, he- told me to rift! I'm riffing, bro. Oh, okay. fair. Fair. yeah, but you're fucking up. <laughs> because I was, I was, I was, I was shoving you towards the Superman analogy, so I was gonna come back with a different one to match it. But you fucked up and said that. Oh no, he's Batman. I was like, I already told you he's Superman. My <laughs> bad. I don't like Canada,
3: Annie. I don't think it's Superman ever. <laughs> Canada? He's from Canada.
0: <laughs> he's from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> the cartoons are good. Okay, it was Batman. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> See, get him all off track. <laughs> I fucked up. You huh? brought a fucking. <laughs> That was <laughs> mind's in the Batman. Trying <laughs> to get back to Casablanca oh, yeah. So Victor Laszlo, he's this resistance fighter. and when uh, So Louis knows about all this stuff. He knows that Victor Laszlo is going to be in Casablanca. The Germans are there. Their plan is to capture him before he can leave to America and put him back in a concentration camp. That's the Germans' plan. But they can't just arrest him for nothing because they have no jurisdiction there. They don't control mm. French Morocco. They don't have power in Morocco yet. They just have – they can just – so they actually meet and they just talk to each other. It's this really tense scene. It's incredible where you have like the uh, Moroccan police, these fucking Nazis, and Victor Laszlo all just facing off at a table.
3: And it's it's just like holy shit. It's like heat. Yeah. It's heat again. Victor Laszlo sounds like a fucking evil villain in like a Marvel film. It does, but book. he's amazing. He's a great
0: guy. He's a fucking great guy. And, <laughs> so he shows up and Louis Laszlo Louis goes up to Rick. He's like because Rick because everybody goes to Rick's and he goes Rick tells him about there's somebody coming here. The Germans are coming here and we're going to stage a place where we're going to arrest somebody. Victor Laszlo and Rick is like super surprised. Like, Victor Laszlo he goes Rick my God I've never seen you so impressed. He's like well he's impressed half the world isn't he? And it's right there it's like Well, okay, so Rick, this guy who doesn't give a shit about anyone, there's a point where this guy who thinks he's Rick's friend is getting arrested because turns out he stole some of those uh, papers of transit Mm. to get out of the country. He stole them. He was a gangster. He stole them. He fucking murdered a German courier to get them. And the Germans got there and they fucking are got to arrest him and he like asks Rick to save him. Like they're together just to just just them two. And he goes, Rick, you have to hide me, please. And he goes, No, I don't stick my neck out for nobody. And then boom, cops show up and arrest him. And he's just and he emphasizes again, I'm not sticking my neck out for anyone. I look out for me and only me. So you get that part of his character too. He's incredibly cool. He's a lone wolf. He's just he's l- super lone wolf. Doesn't drink with anyone. Doesn't hang out with him. Doesn't care about anybody. He has the friendship with Sam. That dude's lonely day, as fuck. Yeah, because he's broken. Because the woman, the love of his life, left him without a word of explanation. He is a broken human being, and he's a drunk. And that's something that's another great thing is when he, Louis says, "Look, so." When Victor Laszlo gets here, we're gonna arrest him, and we need your help. He's like, "What do you need my help for?" He's like, "Well, because I know about your past, all that stuff. I feel like you're gonna help him. You better not fucking help him, Rick." (laughs) And he's like, "I'm
1: not
3: gonna help him. I'm not gonna help him, bro. Go." Look at him. And
0: and at the beginning, Victor's like, or not Victor, but uh, Rick is kind of like, "I don't know. I kind of like Victor Laszlo. I like the ideals of that guy. He doesn't say it, but you can feel it in his reactions and the way he's acting." And he sits down at a dinner with Louis and then two German officers, the two main German officers. And they're sitting down there and they're just kind of trying to like probe Rick for questions and everything. And he's just kind of like, eh, whatever. He's like, I'm like, all right, uh, Rick, if you don't mind, um, what is your nationality? And Rick says, oh, I'm a drunkard. And he's like, oh, that makes Rick a citizen of the world. And he goes, well, actually, um, and then Rick goes, oh, you know, I was bo- born in New York, if that helps at all. It's like, well, actually, we have a whole dossier on you. And the German officer pulls out this notepad, and he's, like, looking through all of his notes. And he goes, oh, we know all this information on you and, like, just saying all that stuff. And then Rick reaches over and grabs the notepad, and he starts looking at it. And the German officer's trying to scold him and, like, be all fucking tough and all this thing. And then Rick just goes are my eyes really brown? Nah. (laughs) Like, just fucking not taking it seriously. He's like, see, Rick is neutral about everything, including women. And, like, we shouldn't be so neutral about women because one day they might be scarce. Anyway, that's just fun little dialogue going back and forth. And finally they leave, and then, like, Rick is just still kind of, like, neutral to the whole thing. And he's like, hey, if it fucks them up, I don't care. I might help it. They're kind of thing. Victor Laszlo shows up. But he doesn't show up alone. Who he shows up with is Elsa, the woman that Rick fell in love with. The woman who disappeared mysteriously in Paris the day they were supposed to run off together. Oh, the woman shit. that broke his heart. She walks into his place of business with Victor Laszlo. And they're talking to the waiter, the waiter I talked about before, who made the funny quip. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they're like, oh, we need a place, blah, blah, blah he's like, oh, we'll give you this table and then Louis shows up, immediately recognizes Victor Laszlo and goes, I know who you are, Victor Laszlo let me introduce myself and then he's like, sits down with them he's sitting down with Victor Laszlo and Elsa and he just goes, goes, alright, give me a bottle of your best champagne and Victor goes, oh, whoa, whoa, you don't have to do that and he goes, don't worry about it it's a fun little game we play I tell them to write it on the bill they hand me the bill, then I rip up the bill it's incredibly convenient So they just keep bringing them like free booze and all this stuff. And when they first come in, like uh, Elsa looks over, she sees Sam. She recognizes Sam because the entire time they were in Paris, there was Sam. She goes, The piano player, he's familiar. What's his name? Oh, that's Sam. He's blah, blah, blah. And he goes, I know him. Have him come here. Sam moves his piano, immediately recognizes Elsa, knows who Elsa is, knows what she did to his best friend, and is like, You ever see your friend's ex and you're just kind of like yeah whatever like you're not like fuck you bitch but you're just kind of like yeah nah, okay yeah. Nah, yeah whatever that's what Sam is doing because he's the boy but it's still his job so he's got to talk to her she's asking about Rick and he goes I have no right. and he, and he keeps trying to, he's trying to lie as hard as he can about where he is and he has a girl like he makes up a blag. Like, oh, he has a girl. He's seeing a girl. He has a girl. He's seen a bunch of girls.
3: He <laughs> can't even count how many girls. Girls are falling out of his pocket See.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, "Sam used to be a much better liar."
3: Same line in. Like, oh, I've
0: heard. Yep. And then she goes, "This is also a famous line." She says, "Play it, Sam. Play it once." Famous line. And then he goes, "I don't know what you mean." Yeah. <laughs> yep. And she goes, oh, "You know, come on, Sam. Play." as time goes by he's like I'm afraid I don't remember it Miss Elsa he goes I'll hum it for you and then she starts humming it and he's like oh fuck I gotta do it now (laughs) and he starts playing the song and he's like playing and he's in a few few seconds in and she's loving it and out of nowhere Rick appears and he yells
1: Sam I thought I told you never to play that Oh, so, I've heard, i
3: found this scene. That's a famous line. That's a super famous this, scene. No, this, this
1: exact scene has been played out. It was out. in Al Mil- They did the exact, like, line they for they line. They totally
3: did, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's been <laughs> hard, But okay, but okay. But, but, Yeah.
0: But, uh, they do that. It's and been, used, when it's been reused. It's not just that movie, but anyways. So then life. they ask Rick, hey, Rick, will you come have a drink with us? And Louie's in the middle of saying, oh, he never drinks with anyone. But before he can finish that, Rick is like, no, I'll have a drink and sits down, and everyone's, like, shocked. Oh,
3: shit. And Rick is just fucking heated. You don't know at this point, right, that, that that's her? That he, that's the girl? You don't know. You don't no, know, you know don't yet. Know. All you oh, know shit. is that that's Rick asking, is pissed
0: yeah. off. He's just like, and what's going on here? And then you find out that there's a history between Rick and Elsa. You know Elsa.
1: your uh, timestamp right now? No. Yeah. That's it's, still- a, it's
0: paced too well for me to fucking, oh, this is the fucking, oh, this is the point of no return. Or after Catalyst.
1: It's, it's okay. I was, I, think, just, I was just wondering. I was just curious. I think, Go ahead. <laughs> I,
3: think I think it's really cool that it doesn't give you the information who she is. Beforehand. What happens is they have that confrontation and then they all
0: leave. And all of a sudden, the, the, you have a scene where Rick is all the closest clays, it's closed down. Rick is alone, drinking in the dark, and you get that great lighting.
1: Mm, it was just he's barely lit and he's drinking and he's smoking a cigarette. Which it's, I have to point out Citizen Camps of 41. Casablanca, 42 he probably has the same fucking dude. He probably was like, that's a great idea. we yeah. do all those ideas. My, anyways, go ahead. My yeah. Good. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead.
0: And like Sam, his only friend really, is, comes in. He's like, come on. Like knows what happened. And Sam comes for me. He's trying to like, come on, let's go. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's leave town. Let's get out. And he's like, no, I'm not leaving. And he can't convince him. He's like, just play some music for me, Sam. Sam starts playing. And he goes, Sam, what are you playing right now? And he goes, oh, just something I wrote. And he goes, stop. You know what song I want to hear. And Sam's like, oh, come on, boss. You don't need to hear that. And he goes, if she can take it, I can take it. And so Sam starts playing as time goes by. And then you, he see Rick start breaking down. It's the love of his life. And she's with some other guy. She left him out of nowhere. And now she's with some other fucking guy. Who's an amazing guy, by the way. <laughs> That's what's more that painful. That sucks, yeah. And then he goes, and then he says, probably the most famous Second most famous line of the movie where he goes Of all the gin joints and all the towns and all the world, she walks into mine. Okay, that line has been said and
3: used in so many different movies. That's mo- like been referenced. And changed it's and by- been referenced so many but the same. Hey, it's, you get set, same setup. Yeah. it's the same setup.
0: That same line. But yeah, of course, changed and everything. So that's what the story becomes about. It's it's this love triangle. It's it's about rick being in love with elsa he's mad in love with elsa he knows he's still and he wants to be with her but he knows that she's married to victor laszlo and that she's in love with him but she also had this incredible fling and he wants to believe so hard that she loves rick more like you love me more than him you should be with me he tries to convince her but the thing he has those two things of transit he has basically two tickets to america And like the only two that are available in all the fucking city. And his plan is to take those two for him and Elsa and run away together. Fuck off, Victor Laszlo. I cared about you before, but I care more about the girl. And that's what his initial plan is. But at the same time, it's a moral conundrum. And at the core of the story, what this movie is really about is about letting go. It's about acknowledging the fact that no matter how much you love a person, sometimes they're just better off without you. It's no, they're too good for me. Realizing your own flaws, and that's what's really interesting about this film is that we fall in love with Rick early, but maybe overthinking about it for a minute or just rewatching it for a second time, you realize Rick's an asshole. He's not the you've been kind of rooting for the bad guy because
3: Victor Laszlo is an it. amazing you're, person. You're rooting for the gunslinger. You're rooting for the the, the underdog. The, you know, and yeah, like, the and criminal, like totally. you look at it. If you try to look at it from
0: Elsa's point of view, it's like and she says that she thought victor was dead she was already married to victor laszlo she thought he was dead he was in a concentration camp she tried to move on that's when she met rick that's why she had that fling with rick oh, but she shit. found out what? that victor was still alive and that's why she couldn't go with rick because her heart still belonged to her first love so she's not a bad person she's not like you are mean,
3: you fucking bitch but she's not that
0: She's her that, story is the
3: same as Rick's story, except it's a, she thought she lost her love, and then he came back, and then she tried to move on, but she realized she
0: can't move on because that person isn't gone. And, now, and like but, he's a fucking war hero, he's now, a fucking he's Superman. You fell in love with Batman, you shouldn't have done that because nah, he's an asshole. You shouldn't have done man. that. He's a boy. Boy and, it's boy. Really, boy. and it's back to that. It's back to this really old adage of the girl, girl, she likes to flirt with the bad boy. But you don't take him home. You marry the good guy, and that's a line from an X Men movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I got you, didn't I? Uh, it was uh, the plot's similar to that 500 Days of Summer. Like women, you're, you're, no, you're rooting for no, the main character, being really love, It's asshole. no. Women love to with the bad guys. I know. Do you it's want me to similar. go off
0: on two hours of Why 500 Days is a stupid fucking movie and why that that whole plot is stupid? It's no. He, that movie's about a guy who fell in love not with the idea it. of a girl and she had no one else in her life so she was like I'm just gonna be with this guy and then she finally was like I'm fed up with you because I'm not actually in love with you and you're obsessed with me and it's weird I broke up with you then I actually found somebody who loves me for me not just the idea of me and I love them back and you are just a thing and him trying to realize that but he doesn't realize that because that movie ends with him falling in love with the idea of another fucking girl because that movie's
1: dumb
3: calm down okay
1: that's, I don't know. That's, like, ex- like no, that's exactly wait. why I brought it up because I knew you were gonna go on it. <laughs> how? Hey,
3: how hey, how, hey, how dare you? you. Hey, hey, I, I, was just... in a, I was in the zone talking about <laughs> Casablanca. You're still in the zone. Oh, Keep me. going. No, no, wait, wait. That was great. Hold on. I to <laughs> wait, I just wanna say one thing about this movie. The Dorn storyline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't see that coming. I, I should have. Should have seen it coming. Oh, you're such a... Don't even yeah. get me started. You're such a fucker. Oh, it is now a four-hour podcast.
2: Such a piece of... Now, now
3: I got to talk about Dorn. What did you say? She was flirting with the uh, the bat guy? Or the bat guy? Bad guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't me, you want me to talk about Batman 2 <laughs> now?
0: Yeah. Add the overload. <laughs> Error. Error. <laughs> What's wrong with him? He's breaking down. <laughs> <laughs> you done it. You broke <laughs> me. But,
3: anyway, an old. Old. but if you She's get a comedy one, <laughs> you, you don't. Need
0: <laughs> dude, haven't referenced that in Motions. since the episode. Came. Oh, that's man. such a deep. That was the mot- that, was that wasn't even the deep. That one, the other one was a deeper cut, but that one was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that was two South We're Park references. Muffin, Those two of the best South Park references. <laughs> Anyways, back to. <clears throat> <laughs> How am I going to get back in the thing? Okay, so that's what, I don't know, it's funny. <laughs> Sasha, that's what Casablanca is about. It's about him realizing, oh, wait a minute. I am the bad guy. I'm not the one that's right for her. She's too good for me. As much as I love her and I want to be with her, I do know that she's better off. And he says that at the end of the film and says, he needs you. His What he's doing, his life is way more important than me and what I'm doing. He's acknowledging that the other guy is better than him. It would have been so easy, so easy to write a story about the good guy who falls in love with a girl, but she ends up with some douchebag and you're obviously better and you win her back. But the fucking writers are like, no, that's not real enough. We need to do something that's actually going. We have something to say and we have something that's important to talk about and it's about you realizing that you're not perfect. That's what Rick does throughout the film and you in the audience you start to see it as well is no, like just because you want a thing doesn't mean you deserve it. Yeah. And be, even though you would be happy it doesn't necessarily mean that she'll be happy. And it, say, wait, this person is better. I could do something to improve myself maybe. <laughs> but like I'm going to let her go off cuz they'll both be better off without me in the picture. At the end of the movie, he has those two letters of transit. He could take Elsa. He has fucking Louis at gunpoint. He has everything. All the cards are in his favor. He's been, He's tricked everyone. He's like backstabbed everyone over like twice in a row, and he has it all at the end. At the end of the film, the last scene, an incredibly iconic scene, there is one plane. It's the last plane about to leave for the U.S., and he tells Elsa and Victor, you both get the ticket to transit. You're both leaving. I'm staying here. And finally, re- like him giving up and saying, this is what's best for everyone involved. Damn. I'm not going to be selfish The needs anymore. of the many outweigh the needs of the few. That's Star
3: right. Trek. <laughs> Great references <laughs> this episode. Great <laughs> reference. This um, is fucking, he God. said, Gary, this is emotional roller coaster, man. This and is really good. Probably the most famous
0: line of the movie and like top three mm, of yeah. it, the all, movie time. Of all time. Yep. He goes, and he's like, no, none of it makes sense, but you're getting on that plane. Because if you don't get on that plane now, You'll regret it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon for the rest of your life. And she's like, but Ricky's like, no, you have to go. He's like, what about, he's like, and he looks at her like so, and like you can see that like his eyes are like fucking really glossy and he doesn't want to do this. Every ounce of him is telling him not to do this, but he forces himself because it's the right thing to do. He Mm -hmm. looks at her and he goes, we'll always have Paris. We lost it. Lost it for a long time. Until you came here We got it back Now you have to go She leaves And that's the last scene Of the
3: movie Ugh. Damn dude that's Gangster, gangster. Is so good. Oh gangster. my god That's Chris takes everything He says back <laughs> Everything he says <said> back <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking good dude That is I'm a repeater Get over it no, no 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 Cause remember your last one Was like ah Castle But then now I had to explain to you Like that's a great movie <laughs> Damn. I was watching it's, it It's like, about wait, wait,
1: wait, It's different constraints When I'm gonna go back And watch it now I bet you I'm gonna love didn't respect, it. Well, you probably, when you I'm it respect it But when I'm watching it film school Yeah it's when, you're, when, it's you're, when you're When you're
0: Fucking
3: asshole was it's like, like, You need yeah. to watch it. No yeah, it's, it's homework, homework. It's now, a chore It's an appreciation yeah. Yeah, So now I yeah. guarantee Even going back now It's like cooking yeah. Out of culinary school I thought I knew everything But now I have Way more appreciation for food And I realize I don't know shit about cooking because now I'm, ex- I'm ex- of experience. Yeah, eight, years, eight years, eight years professionally.
1: This movie. Yeah, but then yeah, now it's, the same you, thing. it's forced yeah. for
3: you homework. It's, you're forced to watch it. But yeah. now you go back as a film lover. You look at it like you're a kid again. Yeah. You look at it like you're watching this movie and you can understand no, it more. Choosing
0: to watch or read something is a lot easier than being told to by yeah, some exactly. dick you don't
1: even like. Amazing movie. I these are it. all. These are all. Look at just art who are already taking up an hour and a half of your time. That's like, the thing is, I love that. We're I, not I, I bullshit
0: it. in movies right now. I just watched it for the first time and fell in love with it. And then I actually had a similar situation, and my love just quadruples, And I just the movie means so much to me. It's top five uh, in my mind. My favorite movies ever. One of the greatest made movies of all time. My favorite dialogue. Uh, my one of my favorite main characters ever. Um, Even the fucking female interest is amazing even though you're not supposed to – even though you don't like her in the beginning. I mean I think everything just comes together so amazingly and the fact that the quote-unquote antagonist of the film is actually the best guy in the fucking world and you end up loving and respecting him. I think this movie does so much for storytelling and that's what – anytime I watch a movie and I digest it, I think about what the story meant. What did that story mean from the artist's perspective? More importantly, what it mean from my perspective? What did that mean to me? And I think that this one has like, more meaning to me than possibly any movie I've ever watched.
1: I think well, all of ours are going to have a little bit of a personal I'm, I'm story. I'm just though. as cool as Humphrey Bogart.
0: And uh-huh. that's why. And I'm
3: going to marry Lauren Bacall one day. Uh-huh. And you're going to fucking open up a fucking restaurant and fucking. Dude, you can marry Marocca her right now. Or She's or dead. You can just go marry her. No big deal. That's
1: fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> At least you wouldn't take half. Only fucked up. <laughs> If somebody finds out That you've been fucking That's
0: the most it. solid point Anyone's ever made For marriage Ever That's
1: that's
3: the,
0: the in, in the podcast <laughs> At
3: least you want to take that Take that piece of audio out And then re-loop it At the end of the show <laughs> That's fucking so good. I want good, that dude. as my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> At least she won't take out. At least she won't take out. Please won't take out. You won't take out. I gotta call. If she's dead, marry on. a corpse. She won't take out. Marry <laughs> a corpse. She won't <laughs> take out. <laughs> you can marry her now.
0: She's dead. She won't take out. Sorry, I got a call. Hold on. Hold on.
3: Hello? <laughs> so fucking, oh, fucking. So, so funny, man. dude. That was pretty good. That was a great <laughs> episode. <laughs> So my movie, I already told you guys, even last week, I think Chris- I walked in while he was finishing it, <laughs> like, so I was
0: like, ah, I can't guess what this yeah. movie's going to be.
3: Um, I, let's, I, all right, I, give, I, let's give I, a
0: second, let the audience guess. Hold on.
1: No, you're wrong. <laughs> he <laughs> did bring it up, like, the the, the most Several recent episode. Times. Yeah, like, he brought, did, brought it up recently. But, but anyways, even
0: foreshadowing our entire show, since, kind of. Since I brought episode up Citizen one. Kane
1: before that, you brought up Casablanca. Casablanca. Yeah, like, yeah, actually, yeah. And then I brought we up. We all foreshadowed. Holy shit! We Batmaned it without even knowing we were Batman. We are
3: masters of storytelling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> give us money to write a script.
3: <laughs> just give us. Do money. the right thing. Just Hollywood. give us money. <laughs> <laughs> we will give you the best of the movies. We just want money. That's all. We <laughs> want. But we'll disagree about who's gonna star in it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't give a shit.
1: I'm like, no, I'm going to pay with the light. That's you why you have star to star it, in it. I'm because you don't want to.
3: That's <laughs> <laughs> so like fucking funny. So my movie is The Great Dictator mm-hmm. by Charlie Chaplin. Mm-hmm. Was this Charlie's first non-silent film? I'll get to that in one second. <laughs> Hold on, Pippin. So the movie got an 8.5 on IMDb. It uh, got a 4 out of 4 with Roger Ebert. Um, man, so did 400 blows yeah but that movie that movie blows 400 times seriously Casablanca only got a 97%
0: on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> oh. which means that like f- three motherfuckers gave it a negative review just like tries. give me your address pimp. <laughs> like how fucking dare you <laughs> <Your address>. who <laughs> the fuck are you to give a negative review what anything below an 8 and that's a personal offense to me <laughs> <laughs> piece of shit <laughs>
2: So fucking, <laughs>
0: fucking. <laughs> um, so well bro they had enough tits in it oh that's another thing of the trivia is like in the 1980 they just rewrote the script and sent it out to some studios to like hey would you like to do this movie and named it something they named it uh, everyone goes to Rick's they like named the script that it of Costa Blanca instead of a remake they just did that just as like a, as like a test to see and a like- bunch of studios were like no not enough sex somebody a studio said that not enough sex in it <laughs> can you believe I would have to go the
3: the studio on that
0: one. i <laughs> so mad. Uh, the bad. door bucket door buck! <laughs> <lock! laughs> Fuck this! <laughs> I love that that's a thing now. Every time I get mad. The dorm storyline. Make that a t-shirt. We made things. The oh. dorm storyline. Huh? The stuff with the, my face on. Oh, mad. That's a money t-shirt right there. The dorm storyline dot dot dot.
3: What the fuck? <laughs> that is a pretty good <laughs> t-shirt. That, wasn't no, t-shirt. No, good. that it one on and the Joel one. The Joel I will <laughs> suck take for life changing money. <laughs> I feel oh, like man. that one's out there. Without Joel's face. I just face, want our three of our faces like Mean Mug and Honest Shirt. All right, all right, go ahead. I want a
0: picture of, like, Joel. Like, it's a side view of Joel. Like, all big-ass Joel pointing his finger really, like, angrily at, like, the nerdiest-looking dude ever and him saying the word bubble coming out of his mouth, I will suck dick for life-changing money, <laughs> to this little <whole> tiny, like,
1: <laughs>
2: thing.
0: Oh, that's
1: a great image. That is a great image. Holding a beer. Maybe a bag of coke. Who knows, man? <laughs> all right. Huh?
2: <laughs>
0: Alright, let's do this. Okay.
2: <laughs> Who knows, man? <laughs>
3: <laughs> sorry, Steve, I get to Fuck you, Steve. You guys are fine. No, you guys are fine. Um, I love you. you. Gotta let him get going, man. I'm sorry. So this movie is a <laughs> political satire <laughs> comedy. It was actually directed, produced, starred, and scored by Charlie Chaplin. What? It also created the quadruple fucking threat. music. Wow. He scored the movie. That is a
1: yeah, that's... I I'm an know. artist. Give I, me a
3: fucking tuba and I'll get you something out of it. <laughs> Give me a fucking bugle, bitch. I'll fucking. <laughs> so now, Charlie was one of the only directors in the time to continue to do silent films even after sound was introduced to film because that's kind of like what he was known for. Yeah. Um, Still selling. <laughs> yeah, so he continued to do it, continued to direct it, continued to write silent films. And then this came about and it was his first, his real first sound film. This was his first, and people argue to say that this was probably his best film of all time. It's his masterpiece. I mean, it's a
0: fucking solid argument.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's his masterpiece, especially for I being mean, you the picked the sound mm. film that he's ever fucking done. I the can't believe that he behind did it,
1: Everything that's yeah,
3: the, the reason why he made, the reason why he made it as well, because. All of this so most people don't know about this, okay? But it was illegal in Hollywood at the time to make any movie it's considered propaganda. If you're not in war with anybody, it's illegal to make a movie representing th- that sort of war. It's almost like you're poking and prodding at the Germans at the time. So And we were also in bed with the Germans. Like, we had Henry Ford. We looked at him like a god in, in fucking America. And he was selling fucking parts and shit to fucking uh, Germany. He was he had a, actually had a magazine that was anti-Semitic magazine and Hitler looked at him like a fucking hero. He was good friends with Hitler, Henry Ford. He loved the idea of the assembly line. Yeah, he, well, Henry Hitler Ford did Hitler, did. Hitler did. Yeah, I loved he the idea. idea of assembly he, line. He, no, but like, Henry Ford didn't. Henry Ford like, created he the assembly line? line. I want to do that, but with Jews and <laughs> death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Henry, Henry Ford <laughs> created the assembly line and Hitler took that on. <laughs> that was his war hey, machine. Wow, I, He's I foreshadowed I, this. He
0: said, hey. Adolf said, okay. Henry Ford. <laughs> Ford, I have Ford. a great idea. Okay, imagine the car parts, but instead of the parts, it's the Jews, right? And instead of like, we them together. What we do is just put them in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> How did you like this idea? You Do not get my heart?
3: Do you not get my and heart? Henry Ford's
0: like, hey man, I do whatever you gotta do to them Jews. <laughs> I don't care, man. But we
1: ain't burning anything over here in America. You Maryland.
0: tell me what, I'll tell you what.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what
3: right now. I will... You buy parts from me, son. You know and I'll help you build those pants and tanks you all thinking about. I'm going to go ahead and stop making cars. I'm going to start making them. for you, buddy. For you. Just for you buddy. <laughs> what do you want? Going uh, I'm making. What do you want 1,000 degrees? You want 2,000 degrees? I want it 3,000 degrees. <laughs> 3,000. No problem. No. 3,000. I, no I want to build
0: a giant gun that takes up all of the lengths of uh, the trains. And it's going to launch a shell that's the size of another
2: train.
3: Oh, that's great. Uh, you know that's like, great. I love that. I love. A random question: uh, Do you, uh, do you like playing? I, uh, do you like playing hide and go seek? Do you? <laughs> yes, of Shh. course I like playing hide and go seek. <laughs> well, what do you usually like? If you're the guy searching for things, what, what do you do? Uh, for me, every time I play hide and seek, I always check the attic first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back to the movie. Obviously you didn't, cause Anne Frank
0: lived. <laughs> you missed the spot. Anne Frank died. <laughs> not early on <laughs>
1: <laughs> she died oh, man. <laughs> oh my god you guys with this German stuff <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> all the Germans all the, the, oh, all the, all the Germans you have yeah, to, to, play, to blame all the, the Germans for all <laughs> the horrible
0: <laughs> things that happens oh, in the oh, world you, know, okay. you are an American you know what the Americans? did? you wiped out all the Native American's population <laughs> and then you enslaved the black people for 400 years we freed them way before you freed them <laughs> But we're I'm better people again. but I'm Who's huh? the bad guy? Who's the bad guy? You're rat's case Yeah, always. America! Oh, you forget about the trail tears. You talk about, oh, we killed six million as the Jews. You killed like a hundred million as the Nazis. Whatever, well, Genghis Khan killed a million and people. And you have segregation. <laughs> Those people are still alive who remember the segregation that was in your country. You do not even know realize that. They were still lynching people in the 40s. The movies that you're talking about <laughs> took place in that time where they were lynching the black people. Yeah! The, the, America. Only difference between- the
3: Germans gave everyone <laughs> the good engineering. The only difference between not you true. and not me, true. The only difference between you and me is that mine was on film, yours was not. So <laughs> that was you, the really the only, you only difference. All, you burned jaws. You film. Like S- I burned the Jews. Seriously, the only difference between what America did to the name of Americans and what Hitler did to the Jews is that ours wasn't filmed. Yeah. That's hands down. That's fair. What it was. We, <laughs> We literally executed hey, man
1: as a, as wicked fair. <laughs> that was a wicked fair. <laughs> hey, same with uh, Genghis Khan over there and those persons. Hey, oh, yeah, no, we know what
3: I'm That got literally a like uh, a <laughs> third of the population. <laughs> no, back there. So Saucy. So, um,. Back to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> play the yeah. movie. Yeah, play Yeah, Man, yeah, I am a, play big, I'm a very, very big fan of, of the Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> so that's the whole thing. So Charlie Chaplin <laughs> found out. And Mabel's in the <laughs> mustache after his face. You shouldn't have brought this up. Many You're people, literally not going to be able to spit it out. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Listen, many people. Okay, I'm going to try. Listen, many people didn't know <laughs> this. Yeah. Chris, stop making all the jokes about <laughs> this. You are <laughs> the it. <laughs> You two! We're literally making that... No, I get that was a joke. It's Many okay. Many people didn't like know this, but Hitler was actually a huge fan of American culture. Literally, he even he's quoted saying, I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically said... You know, you gotta kind of give, you gotta nod America a little bit, tilt your hat a little bit to him for what they did to the Native Americans. Like he said that, oh, wow. he was like, I respect them for what they did. I respect they, them. They, My they inspiration for us was what you guys said to the brown people. <laughs> Good job. They wiped out the Native. <laughs> we wiped out the Native Americans. He basically said that he would dress in American clothing. He would watch American films all the fucking time all the (laughs) time there was actually recorded are you telling me Hitler
1: was inspired by Americans that does not help me
0: at all I love
3: all the Nosferatu movies (laughs) (laughs) fuck you he doesn't know Nosferatu like me. Have you seen <laughs> that movie? Where's the train? Comes to the <laughs> <laughs> Very exhilarating. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is so <laughs> I've watched it six times in five minutes. <laughs> oh, did you know? Did you know
0: that? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the movie The Man Who Smiles? <laughs> it was the inspiration for the Joker in the Batman comics. <laughs> I, I love the man. Nice I movies. love the bat. I love the Jack Dempsey. <laughs> I don't like Sejan Lewis though.
3: <laughs> because he's American. <laughs> Mostly because he's black. <laughs> I was gonna say because he's American is funny. But um, so Respect <laughs> as big black cock. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin found out. Charlie Chaplin is not an American actor. They they called him American actor before he made this movie, and then it's like Australian actor Mel Brooks, <laughs> no, G- Mel Gibson. Um so Charlie Chaplin was iconic at this time. Hitler there's fucking, there was literally like notes of, like, everything Hitler did. Like, there, there's people taking notes. And it's, it's funny, it's on the last podcast on the left, it's like, yeah, there was a time where, you know, it was one of the presidents, and they were right, they were right shit about him, like anything that he did, they would write it down, and then they're like, Oh, alien conspiracy, signed you, the aliens, and stuff. He goes, There's no recorded evidence of where the president was at this time, just no evidence. Everything else is everything. He goes, He's like, Why is there evidence? And he's like, Because there's a president, I'm like, Dude, quit writing shit down. <laughs> Sometimes I want to do weird shit. You know what I mean? Um, it's, I the same, it's the same thing. It's like, dude, f- stop paying attention to me. Like, uh-huh. leave me alone. Let me do my own thing. I want to. Not be- uh-huh. Yeah, like that's, that's not LB.
0: Not every president was LBJ who just like recorded everything I do all the time, every time. Yeah, <laughs> every
1: time. And uh, so basically, every every white American has a. They all talk the same to you guys. Well, because
0: we're doing that to pander to our international listeners. Chris, <laughs> yeah. can you just think about the world for a second? Can you get out of your own space? Ah, You're in your safe space right now okay. <laughs> So Oh is, Am I offensive <laughs> Little PC here <laughs> No um, like I, I'm trying to do my movie <laughs> God.
3: So, It's been about 40 minutes We keep fucking him up So Basically Charlie Chaplin found out That Hitler watched his movies He was a fan of Charlie Chaplin Charlie Chaplin had the mustache Before Hitler had the mustache So I was like I had it before it was cool You know what I mean Really? He, I didn't know that he had it before him I didn't realize that he they literally might been, like, drew
1: inspiration like, from Chapman. Oh,
3: he definitely did. I he be just like him. He, <laughs> but he wasn't funny. He was I'm not b- sure. B- I'm one. not sure which. I mean You I know, don't
0: know me, my personal life. All you know is the videos they took of me when <laughs> I was yelling at soldiers. <laughs> so that was, <laughs> I was a very funny man. I actually have. You can look it on the Google. Of look me on the Google. On the short shots on his sled. It was
3: hilarious. <laughs> Look it up. The that was, Germans have a great sense of humor. You didn't I, see my video of me on the sled it was Rosebud. It was <laughs> I knew it No, coming I <laughs> But so no, he, yeah, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure which one had the mustache first. But that was actually a famous mustache. Hitler just kind of killed it. Like Adolf. Oh was a really? famous, Yeah. Wait, 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 hold on. Like that was a, like that was thing. That, was that a mustache trend. was like cool. Yeah, yeah, was yeah Actually, yeah. yeah. Michael oh, Michael no, no. Jordan tried to make it back. <laughs> um, <laughs> he did in that Hanes commercial. Taking it back four but, years ago, Stevie. Nice. Yeah. Also very timely. Like, <laughs> even even Adolf was a popular name then, and it just like <laughs> that people die. i died. name Adolf. It's a very strong name. You know, it's like that that completely <laughs> went away. Like I'm sure Mel was a popular boy name until that whole thing <laughs> with Mel Gibson. <laughs> Volkswagens are still a thing, and that was created by Hitler. And what's funny was the hippies love Volkswagens created by Hitler. It's a, it
1: created on the Porsche. Wait, 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 hold on. There was like already a car company and then he kind of just like came no, in. Nope. You're
3: telling me he came He home. says, I want to create a car for the people. Volkswagen, it's like a, it's a people's car. Huh. He actually went to the Porsche lot in Germany and said, I want you to create a car for me because the Volkswagen. And you can actually, back in the day, like, or at least I think in the 70s, maybe still, but you could literally replace a bug, their engine with a Porsche engine. Wow. It, yeah, same company. Um, he also created the I highway. The same he also created the highway. I, 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 he also created the highway. Really? I really wanted great. to Hitler make a car, the car why for the highway? people. So
0: people need the car. But that's by crazy. people,
3: I mean the so ones Wait, that belong to the alien right? race. And that's why know. the hippies are right. not I don't know, if know if I can this can believe this. is not a fucking of uh, in defense of Hitler podcast. So we <laughs> like Yeah, Chris. I know you can see his train of thought. A train of thought, so, now Charlie Chaplin found out that Hitler was a big fan of his, okay? There's actual <laughs> evidence of Hitler watching all these American movies. And that's so fucking funny. Sorry. So, Charlie Chaplin decided, and what's funny is there's evidence. Hitler never quoted it, Chris. You listening?
1: No, because you literally just told me that Hitler invented highways. So, I'm trying the freeway, to make sure. The freeway or whatever. Uh, okay, well, I'm making sure that that's real. And you're not fooling me, so I can call bullshit on it. But Actually,
3: okay, I'll pay attention right in now. In who friend Roger Rabbit, they tell you who thought of the highway it was the judge played by Christopher Watch a documentary, dudes! So, now there's evidence of Hitler watching this movie. Really okay, wondering. there's evidence of Hitler watching yes. the Great Dictator twice, but never commenting on it. I feel like Stevie wants
1: you to believe Hitler made everything. No, it's okay. Just keep All the great Just plow through. Plop through. Sliced bread. That was that one. <laughs> plow
3: through. That's no, what problem. I have to do with you fucks. Calm down. So you have to just get it. That's your fault no, It up fucking comedy. It's your fucking fault. He I pick the comedy. <laughs> you're fucking fault. I have to do
1: this every single movie. They I'm don't. not even picking comedies and have to oh, plow through do it. Yeah, I have to do
3: it. Best part is yep. I can call oh, okay. this out. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: You literally never had to do that. I always have to plow
1: through with you guys.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so the... The film came out in 1940. <laughs> it has a running time of two hours and four minutes. It's not like crazy ass long, fucking know, two hours for
1: 40 movies
3: or. That's only 20 minutes, minutes longer than mine. It's if you look still, at it in perspective, it's that's 120 good. minutes. It's definitely worth. Wa- it's it, this movie. The Transformer movies were like four hours I, long. I bro. Meant I never watched them. Well, those assholes in the world All right, are. True. All
1: right, you're right, Tony. This you're movie right.
3: is. It might be two hours and four minutes, but it goes by. It's incredible. It is worth fucking watching. And I mean, now,
1: mine was two hours and four minutes anyway, so yeah.
3: So I'll give you, the, the point of the movie- <coughs> fucking hypocrite. So the point of this Your movie- Your boy's <coughs> a hypocrite. The point of this movie- I hate long movies. It, Get to the point. It's a, it was a love letter to Hitler. <laughs> Seriously, it was. So I'm fair. not even joking. Like that's, Chaplin knew that he was a fan of his, so Chaplin decided to write a movie, his first fucking movie with sound, that was, he knew Hitler was gonna fucking watch, because Hitler was a fan of his. So he was like, fuck, I need, a, I need to send a message to Hitler. And that this was the movie that he wrote. To so what was the message? message. That's what I'll get don't, to in a minute. Don't be you. Don't, don't, just don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't so much a love letter. It was okay. him shaking his finger at him. <laughs> hey I don't know
3: you're doing that. <laughs> <I'm> doing <laughs> that. Hey, <laughs> you don't say that. You don't say that. You don't say that. <laughs> it's so funny because that's like that's so iconic. <laughs> so. So <sighs> the movie starts out. Okay. It's uh. You're getting a film, like, the the camera's above, and it's looking out into the trenches of World War One. okay? Ooh. And you automatically get the Charlie Chaplin character, which you don't really know who he is. Yet. First, you think he is Hitler. It's almost like he is making fun of it, but you find out later that's it's a different guy. It's the main character. It's a satirical it's, it's a biography. So, yeah, hmm. it's a Jewish barber. That's the first, first of its kind right there. A Jewish
1: barber. That's do when you give him <laughs> the name. He's like, how, how how opposite could we get from Adolf Hitler?
3: <laughs> Juice Barber, Juice <laughs> <Bruce> Barber, genius. write <laughs> it, run <ride> it, <laughs> so. run it, print it.
1: so stop so th- all the presses, see? <laughs> so. That literally so. happened in Citizen Kane. <laughs> it was exactly <laughs>
3: right. so. funny. Really so sucks. now, now <laughs> Bro, with this, right. now uh, with this, so you get the whole trench. It's looking at the trenches, and you get airplanes flying, flying by, and. You, it automatically it never says Nazi it doesn't really say Nazi I even mean, you get the um, independent independent cross on one of the fucking soldiers um, chests and he's talking they're, they're delegating it I love this because it's like four people and then the higher up a delegate turn around like do this see and the other person will turn around do this see and he says it's Charlie Chaplin do this see and then Charlie Chaplin turns around doesn't see anybody else so he goes and does it <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like little Comedic bits like that, right? Because that's what Charlie Chaplin was, and it, that's who yeah, that's who he is. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. To put this
2: in
0: perspective, this is the biggest comedian in the world. Okay, put that in perspective. That is like Kevin Hart starring in a that's movie fair. where he plays Kim Jong Un or something, right? That's that he fair. directs, that's produces, yeah, like, like, produces, and does, like, does a the the score. Think about, think about the yeah, interview. Think about the interview. Those were two big comedic actors yeah. making a movie where they come into contact with Kim Jong-un. Yeah. And look all the controversy that they, they wouldn't even show in in the theaters. In it the was that theaters. controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, this is a few, several steps further yeah. because Kevin Hart's movies opened up a lot bigger, first of all. He's the biggest stand comedian in the world right now. He's the, the biggest crowds at least. And he's pretending to be that person. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Knowing that they're a fan.
3: And this is Charlie Other Chaplin. Worldly, bro. Charlie Chaplin, worldly, 1940, yo, and this is, Hollywood told them Hey, Doug, you missed the best part. I already did my movie. <laughs> oh, my God. What a piece of Char- shit. Charlie Chaplin basically gets told by Hollywood is the same message that Charlie Chaplin had to Hitler. Don't. Just don't. <laughs> just, just don't okay, just don't. Charlie's like, I'm going I'm to go ahead and do it. No, like, just, okay? just don't. Okay, just don't do it. Charlie didn't give a fuck. So was he...
1: Reenacting stuff that he did and making fun of these things, or was he just playing out scenes as Hitler? What's up? Why was he has the little stash? Why is he? No, so I know well, that he he's not Hitler. He already had
3: the mustache. No, I know the, that
1: he's not Hitler, but what's the movie
3: about? Was, you you okay. keep okay. going to get into it, but, but like, you're you're killing me. Just do it already. You keep you keep leading me up and leading me up. So she's, I'm explain I'm tr- trying. Dak walked in and he's saying jokes. This is just gone. I'm getting bad. to it. Okay, it's like I said. Now This is like the biggest... Get, moment. let him have a monologue. You... Everyone else takes long, and then I'm on. Yeah, how are we going to speed up here, huh? Like, god damn, dude. Call, let me do too. my show. Yeah! Thank yeah. you. On Fight Talk, when I'm like... I'm gonna yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm 45 a... minutes on Fight No, my fault, you don't like fights.
0: 15 minutes in your own. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> fuck. That's what she does to me. <laughs> hey. Okay, nice, okay, nice, okay, nice okay. salvage okay. job, no, Dick. No, Dick. Let me get to my movie. Let me get to my movie. So, like I said, um, they're, like, they're delegating Charlie Chaplin to do all these little things. You see the, the chain of command go all the way down. And at first you think, these people are fucking extremely incompetent. First thing you think about, they're fucking everything up and it's supposed to be the Germans like just it's almost like they're three stooges hmm. But they're German <laughs> and it's fucking funny <laughs> I like, would love to see that the, movie like the, whole, the, like the first time they're like they're trying to launch a missile somewhere to fucking make it blow up And they're giving out the numbers to read like this, you know north south fucking whatever launch it this way and They launch it fucking hits blows up and they tell them to do it again And then one of the fucking missiles ends up like landing on the ground so they all go over to it, and they're all, like, looking at it, like, is it going to blow up? What's going on? Like, touch it, and they, they make Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> well, they, well, they look at it, and they're, like, they tell Charlie... <laughs> they, I ain't touching no bomb. They, they tell the bomb, yeah, yeah, well, They, like, turn around the same thing, chain of command. Go check it out. And the other person, go check it out. Go check it out. And then Charlie Chaplin has to go check it out. And then he, like, goes up to the bomb, and he starts, like, playing with it. And then it almost, like, hits, like, a sparkler, like... Fucking thing comes out and it starts sparkling and it starts fucking moving hella fast and he's running away from it, like in a circle, hella quick to like till the bomb's gonna blow up. <laughs> so he's fucking, he runs off, fucking thing explodes. You already think this guy's supposed to be Hitler in World War One. he's supposed to be a moron. They all line up for fucking, like everyone line up with their guns, he smashes some guy's fucking toe. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he gets told to get on a gun to start shooting at the um, airplanes below. I mean, I'm sorry, the airplanes above him. And he has to turn this crank to move left and right and then he also has to turn the crank to go up and down. Oh, and so he's trying to yeah, turn the crank. while well, he has the fun. gun. He's going back and forth and then he starts like going down below and he's like, <laughs> the big gun is fucking like pointed to the ground and he's just going in a circle <laughs> on the ground. And the, the guys come up to him, his boss is like, what the fuck are you doing? And they're all trying to like dodge the gun. And uh, you automatically know this guy's a fucking idiot, clearly. And I totally feel like it's supposed to be, that is supposed to be Hitler in World War One, Like hmm. it's making fun of him. So the barber ends up getting with this guy Schultz and he's a pilot and he ends up like he's wounded pilot and he ends up getting in the plane with him and he, they're trying to escape. Somehow the plane gets turned upside down. So you get this really fucking funny scene of, It looks like they're right side up. It looks like you and me just talking right now, Mm -hmm. but they're actually upside down. You get it because the pocket watch is just floating in the air. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and
0: then they go. It looks like they're right side up. All of a sudden, the pocket watch starts floating in the frame. Yeah, yeah.
3: And and the sport. uh, Oh, gold comedy gold. (laughs) Schwartz, the guy that is, and you get Charlie Chaplin's hair. That joke would play today.
0: Yeah. Like I said, if Kevin
3: Hart did this movie, (laughs) and he did that, he'd he'd laugh. Schwartz is is wounded. He's wounded, but and he's like. Water, I need, I need water. And Charles so like uh, looking around. He goes, all right. And he undoes the fucking water, and the water just starts going up into the air. Yeah. <laughs> and he just <laughs> hands it to him, he just hands him the water bottle, the water canteen. And the guy's trying to drink it, but he can't. And the water just floating by his <laughs> face. So they end up fucking getting this. That's <laughs> Big. all fucking Looney Tunes. Yeah, heads. yeah, that's. Looney doing Tunes doing like, stole yeah, everything Tunes. from <laughs> this movie. So um, they end up the plane. That's up
1: probably fair.
3: Yeah, the That's plane super accurate. <laughs> the plane ends up crashing, and then you get Schwaltz like he's all wounded on the ground. He goes, he's looking for the guy. He's at like where are you? At? He's he's asking for him because he's like fuck. This guy just helped me. He saved basically he saved him. He was wounded. He got him in the plane, and they fucking were on the plane. He was trying to save the guy. He was trying to save Schwaltz. So he's looking for the guy that tried to save him, the barber. Barber, you can't fucking see him. He's nowhere to be found. So he's like fuck. Did he die? What happened? This guy just saved my life you know, he's still wounded, he's still fucked up, but he ends up, Schwartz ends up getting pulled out and ends up surviving. The Schwartz gets found by two other fucking uh, Nazi guys, and they come up like, the war's over. The war's over. It's done. We lost. Nah, we lost. <laughs> and uh, the guy's like, fuck, we lost. That sucks. <laughs> and uh, then the next scene is just, um, it's a montage. It's, you're at a newspaper fucking company, and it's just it's you're like the, the, of the newspaper press. Okay, the newspaper press, and it's just a bunch of newspapers flowing and flowing and flowing. And then Every couple of seconds a fucking newspaper article comes on the screen and it says end of the war. Then it says Great Depression. It's it's taking you through history. Yeah, it's it's same fast thing happened forwarding. Mine, it's too. the spinning newspaper yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. close up to yeah, the yeah. thing yeah.
1: that Futurama made fun of about yeah. Yeah. yeah, Same thing happened in mine. The exact same thing.
3: So it's pushing you through the movie. The cliche, see? <laughs> Castle like, didn't do that. I'll tell you another thing. Really? Because it happened all at one time, Casablanca was just like a straight through movie. Yeah, oh. mine's a one location kind of an intimate. It's like a love Tarantino story. movie a little bit. You I'm gonna I mean? I love it, like right? you
1: it. I'm so excited oh. to rewatch it. Like I have a hard time. Please, let's watch it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Turn
3: off the podcast. Um, it's 20 years fucking later, which is funny because everyone still looks the same age. <laughs> 20, years. <laughs> 20 years later, see? Nah. We've now, been eating a lot of butter and steak, it's Super healthy. You find out that the barber actually, when the plane crashed, he got amnesia. He's been fucking in a hospital for 20 years. Tell not even know what the fuck he is. Last time you remember, before even before the war, he was just a barber. He had a barber shop, and these two guys are sitting there like, "All right, bring in the next patient." He's the next patient, and they look at the fucking paper and Charlotte Chaplin's face, and it's like, "Oh yeah, he was in he was in the war, got amnesia." Basically, kind of gives you that backstory of him, and they're like, "Bring him in." And they're like, "Oh, he's not he's not here. He escaped." What? He's not here that He escaped. He goes. Alright, he wasn't really that fucked up. It's fine, just let him go. Huh? Like, sort of thing. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> what? They mumbling, fucking stumbling bunch of pricks. Yeah, yeah. They, they just fucking let him go Still out. Still relevant. You get this neck up of him just like in a bowler's hat, fucking kicking it down the street, just fucking having a good time. Uh-huh. Fucking, and he doesn't realize he thinks that. He, he, he thinks that he still has a barbershop he thinks like a day has gone by or a couple days have gone by <laughs> like she's like 13 days i am going back to my shop mm-hmm. see yeah and he goes over to the barbershop and he doesn't realize but this like that was World War One. now they're in the fucking beginning of World War II this is like right when Germany already invaded Poland and, and stuff like that and they start you know trying to f- exterminate the Jews at this point and so he goes to the barbershop and he like he like looks at his fucking windows and they're all like boarded up and he's like confused. And he starts taking off the boards. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, he opens up his door. He opens up his door to the barbershop. Oh, these get like, in. There's like a bunch of cats that come out of the fucking door. And he's like, whatever. And he starts like, he's going around the shop and he's fixing up shit, right? He's fixing up a bunch of stuff. And then he looks over at his chair and his cash register and he gets a look of confusion. And you don't really know what he's looking at. And he walks over to and the camera pans out and there's just a hell of spider webs over everything. <laughs> and he starts like cleaning it off. Like, what did this get here? Like super confused about it, which This all happened really fast.
0: <laughs> it's
3: really fucking funny. And then, then you start to get clips of Hitler. It is Charlie Chaplin plays or oh, it's, it's not Hitler, it's uh uh Hink uh, what is it, fucking Hinkler? Oh yeah, yeah, it's Hinkler. Hinkle. Hinkle is the guy's name. So you get you get like um Charlie Chaplin playing Hinkle, and he's just speaking, I'm not even sure if it's really German, he's just saying shit. <laughs> like, seriously. I heard something, and it you know, just sounds like he's making There noises. is no subtitles. I and mean, he says, like, banana a couple times. Like, fucking. Banana. <laughs> banana. It's like. It's so, so random. He's
1: literally
3: the most racist
1: you could be. He's <laughs> just completely like this is a German. I am a piece of shit and he's just literally like <laughs> he literally says that. Yeah. Based. on yeah. yeah. what he's saying in his own terms. It just comes out like who's this Dawson Exactly. Exactly. But then you get you get,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know
0: how all white people talk, you know. Yeah, that's true.
3: Chinese. And all that like you thing. said though, it gets the same so It's true. the same style of filming that <laughs> you just said that most fucking Hitler's Most of Hitler being filmed, it's the same thing. I love. Yeah, he's talking to the audience. He's talking to the audience, and then you get this dialogue of an American in the background, like this is what he said, and it's funny because sometimes he'll say a bunch of shit, and it's like he said three things. You know, it's like you said, uh, "You suck, dude." Yeah, yeah. It's it's (laughs) that like that joke (laughs) got made like decades later after
0: all those really popular um, Japanese kaiju movies like Godzilla, when they would like you know. They'd say like, a, like their mouth would move for 30 minutes and then like the English dub would be like, you're right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like they did that joke 50 years later, and but Charlie's probably here this being was started. fucking
3: stud <laughs> and just revolutionizing comedy. I wonder if he did in the silent films, like spoke hello shit in the silent films and then just when the word popped pretty, up on the screen. I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> so then you get that. Okay. You get this fucking aggressive character. Screaming, fucking yelling, all this fucking shit, right? And at the same time, you get the barber who doesn't really have any idea of what's going on in the town. You get this. So after the barber and after you see Hitler, you get this scene of the Germans just going into town and they start fucking wrecking shop. They're singing tunes. It's like, a, <laughs> they're, like they're like fucking whistling Dixie as they're walking that's down weird. the street. I think they're going like... um. Oh goddamn! I mean, what's the word? Um, Aryan, right? Is that what it is? Arian. I think it's going like a eh, eh, a arian, arian. It's, <laughs> like <they're> doing, it's <laughs> something like they're that. They're like doing like the showgirl dance. And they're kicking their uh, legs now. A- a-
0: a- Aryan <laughs> Yeah, they seem like they're having arian such son. a good time. Walking down the street,
3: <laughs> singing the Jews, that shit. Yeah, and as they're walking down the, the street, box can suck it too. <laughs> as they're walking down the street, they're in the Jewish neighborhood, and they start like fucking shit up, breaking windows, hitting people. Like it's like, I want those tomatoes, and they grab the fucking tomato, start eating them. they go, like, What are you doing? These are my foods. Like, Put it on my tab, and he just walks away. And it's like they're completely fucking with people. They get a bunch of tomatoes and a bunch of food, and they go and they get inside like a fucking wagon or like the back of a truck. They're all standing there, and this fucking. Super hot actress. Your love interest in the movie. Paulette uh, Goddard. She's fucking fine. Super hot. Uh, And she's the tramp... Like, that's what, the, the tramp is what, you know, it wasn't really considered a bad thing back then. But she comes into the film. Yeah, she's just homeless and stuff. She yeah. works at a laundromat, all right? And she comes into the film with a bucket of laundry on her hat on her head. She's a little bit of dirt on her face. She looks like she could be poor in a sense. But she's fucking absolutely beautiful, even dirty. She's like, even, even as a poor dirty. character. I mean, most of them are more
1: beautiful dirty.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, has there ever been an instance when a hot girl all of a sudden wasn't hot because she had
3: dirt on her face? Boom! There you go. Not never, uh-huh. not never, <laughs> not never, <laughs> nev- <laughs> not, nev- not, nev- not nev- a never, not never. chick, not a never, not. Let me help. Let me help. Patrice O'Neill had a whole holla. bit about like the girl. Look how cute she looked. I mean, look like with the garbage on her face. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Paulette Goddard, and her name is Hannah. In the movie, she's extremely good looking. She's walking, and she notices that. The, the fucking Germans are picking on these fucking town folk, these mom-and-pop places, stealing their vegetables up. And she starts talking shit. And she basically tells them, if I was a man, I'd fuck you up. Mm-hmm. basically She was like, look at yourselves. like You're pieces of shit, is what she's saying to the Germans. And she's sitting there with clean laundry, right, taking it home. And she, she was like, you should give those tomatoes back. He goes, all right, you're right, boys. Let's give those tomatoes back, huh? And they all start fucking whooping her ass, throwing tomatoes at her, fucking hitting her with a bunch of tomatoes. And they're all laughing you guys, you guys are both not paying attention, I'm looking, paying at attention. Over, I'm looking at pictures of her And too, she
1: yeah. is yeah. a little
3: hottie I you know, can hear you in still In the movie she's a fox Jesus like, Christ In the movie she's a fox She is a, she is a So she, they start throwing fucking tomatoes at her Hell hard Like it's fucking You can hear the sound like Blah, blah, blah And she, they all start laughing And they drive off And she's covered in tomatoes Her All her yeah. fresh lunches Covered in tomatoes Now she's like Fuck What I the fuck I'm a am I gonna do I hey, what, oh, what?
0: Ooh. Ooh. Let me see no, you gotta do your Old
3: thing. school
1: lingerie, bro It's totally a lingerie, It's classy bro. as fuck It's so classy It's oh so old That it has I to, to be classy that they had lingerie back in the day Like, God, that's damn, classy it's not a lingerie new, yeah, come on, Of
3: course come It's on. a little like, it's, That's Don't crazy do be
1: sexist, Chris Dude, I just didn't think there was classy lingerie I didn't
3: realize that <laughs> was a thing <laughs> But that's the thing All lingerie is classy, mm. bro yeah, No You need to post no. this
1: picture when you No, do there's the thing. a difference between that lingerie And then, like, our lingerie that we have today And, like, there's a very, very big Oh, take today's, uh thigh highs and corsets over anything. Well, I will, too. I'm just saying there's a difference. I mean, look at this. I mean, one. I think Even you, Dakota, she's I, over point pictures. Look at the photo of her. Look at this lingerie photo he brought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. She, she got it. Uh, anyways, go ahead. Sorry. I'm saying oh yeah. classy is a thing within lingerie. Yeah, That's new to me. Today so I weird. learned that uh, classy is a thing in lingerie. Poking
3: out? Poking out? No, no, I agree. <laughs> um, so, Then she's like, she looks up and she's like, she says something. It's like a good fucking line of like, basically, fuck you. Like, I can't fucking believe they're doing this sort of thing. And then it clips over to the fucking barber. The barber is sitting there trying to fucking clean up his shop and he goes outside and there's some fucking, there's a German writing Jews on his fucking, on his window. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? he like freaks out on him. Or or the guy leaves and he comes out and he sees the the writing and he starts like wiping it off the window. He's like, what the fuck fuck wrote on my window? Who the fuck writes Jews? And the German German officer comes up and goes, what the hell, like what are you doing? And he starts like attacking the barber. And the barber's like, fuck you. He starts like hitting him back and shit. And then they're like wrestling a little bit and the barber like grabs the white paint and smacks him across the face Mm. with the white fucking paint. After he hits the guy in the face with the fucking paint, he runs over to another guard and like, you're a police officer, right? Why don't you get this man? Like, this man is attacking me. And the police officer grabs him and starts throwing him against the wall. So now both police officers are trying to fuck with him because he's trying to wipe you off of his fucking barbershop. Uh, okay. barber and as he's wrestling with it, he's moving down, moving down the sidewalk. And then he gets to this point to where Hannah, the love interest, the one that got hit with tomatoes, she is looks outside and she's like looking down at him and she notices he's getting fucking pummeled by these two officers. So she takes a giant fucking cast iron frying pan <laughs> and as one of the officers walks by, wham hits him in the fucking head. The officer goes oh, no, and bit, stumbles. Out. Yeah, you're out. Another guy, bam hits him in the head. He starts stumbling. They're not out yet. They're just stumbling a little bit. And as Charlie Chapman pushes or the barber pushes the other guy forward a little bit and she hits fucking the barber on the head and he's like fuck, fuck and then both guys, like one guy falls over,
1: one officer falls
3: over, and there's like a 15 second, like minute, oh, there's like a 15 second part to where Charlie Chapman's hitting that, right? He's a little woozy, and he starts like skipping down the street a little bit, smiling, <laughs> like, It's like fucking, he's just doing this weird drunken walk, but in that, at that time, they like fast forward the pictures of the time, you know what I mean? And he's just like, he's skipping around, doing a little walk, like leaning to the left, and then falling to the left a little bit, and then get mad, and then falling to the right. And it's just a constant flow. Like He goes all the way down the sidewalk for fucking a long time and then comes back. But what that showed you in the scene of him, like that comical scene of him stumbling down and stumbling back, was every building he passes by has the word Jew written on it. Mm. So he's in the ghetto. He's in this area. It's the ghetto. That's what it's called in the movie, which is in real life. And so you get that. You already get that this, it's not just his building. It's all these buildings. That it's have like an exhibition
0: and a comedy like line like at the same that's, that's
3: pretty good
2: and
0: Brilliant. then
3: when he stumbles back he ends up getting, same thing starts wrestling with them again and then she fucking boom hits both the officers again for a second time and they both get fucked up both are knocked out and then she apologizes to the barber and says I'm sorry I didn't mean to hit you I saw what you were doing I liked it she basically said like she loved the fact that he was wrestling with the police officers with the Germans and then they start hearing fucking sirens coming down the street. And she's like, "Quick, you gotta get out of here! Like they're gonna they're gonna attack you." He has no idea this is happening to the Jews. He doesn't even know he's Jewish. He's, he has amnesia. He just realizes now, like he now he's back into the fucking straits. But the past twenty years have been a blank to him, except that he was a barber. So he has no fucking idea. So he hears the sirens and he's like, "Why the fuck are these these officers attacking me?" He doesn't know. So she tells him, come on, get out of here before they show up. And then he's like standing there confused and she runs down. She's like, fuck it, just come into my house. She pulls him into the fucking house and she gets him away. Then that fast forward to um, him, like, he ends up going back to the fucking barbershop and a bunch of police officers actually come to the barbershop to fucking find him. And they it's a lynch mob. They're all trying to attack him. And they bring the fucking lynch mob to this little fucking pole. They get a rope around his neck and they fucking start hanging the barber. And then what happens? A fucking, like one of the higher ups of the German fucking leaders comes up and he pulls up the car. He's like, what's going on here? And they drop the guy with the fucking rope. And he goes, did I say that you could fucking hang people in the streets? And he goes, well, this guy attacked an officer. He goes, all right, who's in charge here? And the first guy comes up and he has fucking a little bit of paint on his face. He goes, okay, who's second in charge here? <laughs> and the other guy walks up and he's all covered in paint. He goes, are you the first guy? I'm like, like, you, you talk to me, tell me what happens. And he tells him what happens. And the guy walks, he's like, well, where is this guy? And he, everyone move. And he walks over to the barber being hung. And he stands him up and he gets this look on his face. He goes, oh my God. I'm Schwartz, you saved my life. I was a pilot. You helped oh, me, wow. yeah, you helped me fucking escape. And he goes, what? He's confused, doesn't know at all. He can't remember. And then he tries to explain it to him and he kind of acts like he remembers a little bit. was um, he like, like, oh yeah, he goes, see, he was like, he, Yeah, he's like, nobody touch this guy. Nobody touched him, he's under my protection now. This guy saved my fucking life. Do whatever you want, the rest of the, the ghetto. But this guy is, this is my friend. You know, and then Hannah at the top drops a giant fucking like pottery thing and fucking throws it down, and hits a German on the fucking head. And then he goes, Who did that? Who was that? And then Barbara was like, She's my friend. And he goes, Oh, okay, that's my nah. so this dude,
0: I was so badly hoping you were going to say anvil, yeah. not pottery. Uh, it's I like It was some little
3: thing that mm, dropped and smooth. it shattered on the guy's head. Nah, I'm disappointed. I don't want to watch this movie anymore. Mm-hmm. So then you get, um, so then that's just like the whole beginning, okay? And. Hinkle the whole time is he's just pissed off at just the Jews in general. They don't really say the <laughs> As Jews. You do. They don't. They don't really, I mean, they say the Jews, but it's it's totally trying to like underplay the whole thing a little bit. And even even Charlie Chaplin said, "If you I would know, known the
0: people with the noses and the small hats <laughs>
3: and they do all the banking." <laughs> at the time, we weren't in the war, and you're not supposed to write movies about anything that's propaganda. And Charlie Chaplin, even in his autobiography, said, "If I would have known the real extent of." The um, concentration camps. I wouldn't have written the movie. I wouldn't have made a comic about you know these horrific events. Like so. So Hinkle is he needs money to support his fucking military. He needs he needs money, so he wants to borrow it from a Jew. Gets old of the Jew, yeah. Banks. yeah. Brian
1: gets, from a Jew, that's gets a Gets
3: old of the Jew banker. Okay, the banker in Antwerp. That's where the diamonds come from. The banker denies him the money to fund his military. So what does he do? He calls for the extermination of them. So yeah. that was the reason. <laughs> the reason why was he wasn't allowed to borrow money So he was like, all right, we're going to exterminate all. Mm-hmm. That, which is fucking hilarious. That's great. Because basically that's people great. think the reason that Hitler tried to exterminate the Jews is because he got denied uh, access to fucking like, art school. Yeah. Art, art school. Of, uh, he wanted to go to art school. I mean, he's like an artist. And oh, he, he said, said war. A bunch of mean? Jews were like, nah, you're not a good artist. And he's like, all right, yeah, I'm going to fucking kill them all. So that's like the whole... This. All the Jews are overly critical They don't understand <laughs> They're overly critical so I'm so we, drunk right now And when he, when he says He tells You know Schwartz Schwartz is like One of his Oh I love it Because there's one guy Named uh, So Goebbels Joseph, uh, Joseph Goebbels In real life Was Hitler's propaganda there's guy There's Goebbels was, in the movie? No his name is Garbage <laughs> They come, come, bring garbage in here, bring garbage. <laughs> so it's supposed to be a touch on Joseph Garvel's real there, yeah. Charlie. <laughs> but they call him garbage. It's fucking funny. When once uh, Hinkle says, "I'm gonna exterminate all of them," Schwartz is like, "No, we can't do that." He protests, "Like, no, we're, are you kidding me? You can't just exterminate them." And he's like, "Fuck you! I'm sending you to a concentration camp." So he has them fucking exited away, send them to a concentration camp, and you get this really fucking cool scene. It's it's. It's just the score playing, okay? It's Hitler, and he has a fucking, or it's Hinkle or Hitler. He has a giant blow-up globe. It's It looks like a world globe, like on a fucking mount, but it's actually like a beach ball. Nah, but it's like a floaty ball. And so you get this entire scene, it's like a couple minutes long, beach of him ball. dancing. I feel like it, what it means is, so he picks it up, Okay. He starts spinning it around, he starts playing like a basketball, it's going up and down his arm. Then he starts throwing it into the air, throwing it in the air, he gets on his desk, he like he lays down on his stomach and like hits it with his butt into the air. <laughs> like <laughs> it's, just, it's just super funny scene of I believe what it means is Hitler has the world at his fingertips. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's the whole thing. And then at the end, it's of, this, actually, at the end of this fun scene, yeah, it's all a game. At the end of this fun scene, right before it exits to the next scene, the world pops. And he's looking at it like fuck in his hand, like god damn it, it's a like hand off his fingers. And then it cuts to the next scene. And I feel like that was super well done, meaning. Instead like, of you him, have the world. It is, what's great is instead of him saying, Well then learning a lesson from it of like, you know, maybe
0: the world isn't a plaything. The earth isn't a plaything, it's not a toy for you to do whatever you want with. It's something you need to respect and treat nicely. He thought it was, Oh, what's a crappy world? I need to get a battle one. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe if everyone was the Aryans, this would be a better one. Uh (laughs) My world would be so much better. That's what I learned from it. men's the Jews wouldn't stop denying all the loans. (laughs) That's
3: not how it happened though, is it? They denied me all the loans. So then. The barber and Hannah become love interests, okay? That's, like, they're basically all trying to work together. I mean, together. How could you resist? Oh, dude, she's so fucking hot. I actually, did. I found, though, like,
0: she like, the most white
3: girl quote ever. Yeah? I'm not gonna read it on there, it's embarrassing for her. So, she's helping the barber at his barbershop. She's helping him clean up and everything. She's almost, like, just being his cleaning lady <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And you get this guy that he's that, that came in that he's doing, you know, he's cleaning him up, grooming him up, and he basically tells him you should do a you should do a beauty shop. And so the guy convinces Hannah to be the first in his chair. Hannah sits down and he doesn't really know what, you know, how to make some people. So he starts putting fucking goddamn uh shaving cream on my face, her face. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts shaving her fucking face. And uh, she's talking to him, and then she mentions not having whiskers, and then he realizes, ah, they both start laughing, he realizes that he's shaving her face, he doesn't really know what to do. And then scene cuts to him actually making her fucking beautiful. He's like, oh, "I'll just get some shampoo. And the next scene is fucking clips into her looking extremely That's like fucking
0: in those 90s teen movies where all they did was undo the girl's ponytail and take off her glasses. Same and thing. They wiped the girl up the wow, face. Oh, wow, you're so hot.
3: She was already fucking... You're so beautiful now. <clears throat> he ends up fucking making her absolutely fucking gorgeous. Oh, she looks so good after that part. And get over it. Oh, I don't like like fucking it fucking that part, though. Uh-huh. They Only become come super close. And then still at this time, Hinkle is going around trying to make sure fucking they get everything done to start exterminate these motherfuckers. The Jews start finding out about it and they start having a game plan. Schwartz escapes the concentration camp, makes it over to the ghetto, ends up getting connected with the barber and all of them and tells them basically the plan. They're going to be purged. Everyone's going to fucking die. Let's rise up. That tells the Jews, let's rise up and let's fucking kill Hinkle. Let's let's uh, assassinate him. And what did the Jews say? No. So, no, we said they said sorry. We don't we don't want anything to do with violence, no matter what. what? We're not gonna answer back with violence. And I love that. They, I love that they did that because they were like, no, like they this is them. You don't answer a negative with a negative sort of thing. It just at the time it's, it's an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. Whatever. <laughs> Or whatever. Um, so they deny that they say Well, no. that's bullshit because then you're left with
0: one guy who still has an eye left, has no one to stab his eye out. Oh, that's
3: bullshit. Bullshit. Gandhi God. was full of shit. <laughs> Nobody had the boss to say it. So <laughs> basically, the, all the Jews try to get together, and the Germans end up coming to the ghetto and they find out that Schwartz escaped and that they're trying to fucking find him. They're also trying to find the fucking barber. They break down the doors. To where all the Jews are, they end up fucking taking all of them, and then now the barber and Schwartz are both in a concentration camp. Ooh, we all the juice. <laughs> they. God damn, I got like fucking acid buildup. It's pissing me off because yeah, man, you're, burp. you're burping like crazy. Ew! <laughs> <That's gross.
2: laughs> Sorry, it's
1: bad. What wow. are you eating? Nothing. What no, aren't huh? you eating? Is <laughs> that
0: enough. a kratom side effect? maybe we found a Kratos. oh area. shit or maybe that's because of Dax's butthole oh shit
1: yeah, yeah Dax I butthole him in like a week so that I can't be it a...
2: really
0: it's Dax just it's other know, buttholes you guys suck at this <laughs> mom, mom's in town
2: my
0: mom's been in town he's all the dogs, your mom the sucks at this <laughs> fucking obviously getting
1: allergies from Capone like it's just spreading to him and like cause he's eating Capone stop
0: making out with the
1: dog yeah dude that's not cool
0: not cool not that's, that's okay. sexual
1: abuse cause he can't consent Seriously, right? That's 100% correct. Yeah, we're being PC. Yeah. Good, good PC. for us. <laughs> Me and you. Me and Chris what? are doing it. What? Right. We're so cisgendered right now? No, 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 End the podcast.
2: <laughs> That's the name of the show. No, i like that the it.
0: We're so cisgendered right now. <laughs> I mean, that that a, is that good. Was, that's a great name for the show if we talked about that the entire episode. The <laughs> but the
3: bubblegum woman is
0: fucked. Bu- the bubblegum woman. The bubble gum woman. <laughs> <laughs> my, s- my snow, snow cone, cone doesn't bubble, have bubblegum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no
1: bubblegum in, yeah. no bubble in my snow cone. There's no
3: bubblegum in my snow cone. And I,
1: neither I, of which we were talking about on the podcast. Snow cone or of those things make any sense gum. in the
3: content yeah, of the show? Seriously. I love it funny you're a piece of shit
1: right, anyway we're gonna rename it
3: all of the Jews <laughs> <laughs> Jews and just Jews all right <laughs> okay, so when Schmalt's it's too easy
1: like yeah. low-hanging fruit that's what you're doing right now you're just beating away at that low-hanging fruit <laughs> at that dead horse you <laughs> mean stop mixing metaphors you I'm simple sorry punk. they're all the same
3: they mean the same thing just in different ways <laughs> what <are they> <laughs> You're fucking up, man. You're
1: fucking up. I'm just <laughs> trying to let him continue. You want to explain the metaphors?
3: No, now, I don't. No, you're talking right now. You're making noise. If you poke out... <laughs> if you poke out the eye of two birds with one stone, the world's left crying, <laughs> bro. <dwell, huh? laughs> That's what you did. Are you proud of yourself? I'm gonna not talk. So, <laughs> and the barber, they're both left in the concentration camp. They escape the concentration camp together. And meanwhile, Hinkle is trying he's trying to fucking woo this guy, as like another leader of another country to help him exterminate the fucking Jews. The guy is like, "We should go fucking duck hunting." It's a random scene like Is like, he Italian though? I don't like know. He like I mean, might be he, hmm. might, he Muss- might be like a Mussolini character. Um, he basically tells him we should go hunting or duck hunting. So, "Oh meanwhile- my god, Hinkley, we should kill all the ducks." <laughs> meanwhile, while they're looking while they're looking for <laughs> um, <laughs> the barber and they're looking for Schwartz um, the, which is both Charlie Chaplin Hen- Hinkle and the barber That you need, Obviously that's important for this scene um, The fucking Hinkle goes duck hunting for some reason In normal fucking clothes He ends up getting taken off this fucking boat Falls into the fucking water And like gets out of the water He's all fucked up And he gets found by two Germans and they instantly think that he's not Hinkle. He's the barber. Because they're looking for the barber. Because it's the same fucking guy. They look like twins. Oh, here's the stupid Jew again. <laughs> exactly. So he's like, no, I'm fucking Hinkle. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Kind of like shut up sort of thing. And as uh, fucking Schwaltz and the barber are walking together. Because they escaped the concentration camp. But not only did they do that. They stole articles of clothing. Because mm. they need to play Classic the role. switcheroo, bro. They need to play the role. Hinkle is dressed in fucking, like, military garb. Like, he he looks like he is the fucking Hitler character. Or, sorry, the barber is dressed in Hinkel's clothes. Looks like he's the Hitler character. Schwartz, dressed like he used to dress in his old fucking SS officer clothes. They're walking, and they start to get followed by fucking officers. And he's like, uh, what should we do? And he goes, just continue to walk. Just keep going, keep going. And he's like, all right. That natural. They start walking, and there's a giant fucking German parade they're walking into. And they're like fuck. And as soon as they fucking get there, everyone just starts saluting him. Nah, and it's, <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, wait, In the, in the beginning up. of the movie when you first get introduced to Angle, he's like, they, they basically give you dialogue of him switching everything to make it like, hail everything, you know? And it gives you these great statues like the thinker and then another one. And all of them got changed to this. <laughs> he's like adding, adding the, the fucking straight arm, yeah, arms. yeah he's straight, straight arm like, up, literally up literally all the, the famous literally. statues, and he's like, Hinkle wants in, you know, in with the old or in with in with owl, the new, owl, with the owl, old, yeah. in with the old and with the new, yeah, until this dies. So then, when they get to the fucking parade, everyone's saluting, fucking, you know, everyone's saluting him, and he's like, All right, play the part, play the part. You know, it's like, What do we do? He goes, You got to go exterminate these people. He's like, Telling them, <laughs> like, these are the things you got to fucking do. And they end up going to the front of the fucking parade and everyone's like, speech, speech. And Schwartz tells him, you gotta make a speech. And he goes, I've never spoken in front of, like, I don't, I can't speak in front of anybody. Quick, give me that fucking look. Like, you want to fight me right now. I don't like it. <laughs> you're doing this. <laughs> you're no, doing, no, 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 no. No, it's Andrew, You Chris look was, like Charles Xavier. You look like this right now, Chris. Look, you're doing this. Like, one eye, it's like one eye, it's like, you know, you're scolding at me. <laughs> um... No, delays. But now, Be fun. Be, be, yeah. in the, be in the moment, Chris. I need you to like be in the moment.
1: I was in the moment. You no, are please. mad at me for being <laughs> it, in the no, moment because like I'm didn't. literally thinking of Hitler, and you're mad <laughs> I have a skull <laughs> on my face. That's so why I'm mad. Oh, that's Hitler. why I got a skull on me. I'm you're literally so. <laughs> Hitler. My bad. My
3: bad. Yeah, no, you're Yeah, doing this Chris is bad for not liking Hitler. Okay, that's exactly. his fault. My doing this. Look, you're just looking at me like, no, Chris, you're an asshole. <laughs> it's Chris. That's what I want. that's fun, Chris. Chris, stop. <laughs> Chris, can you, you stop Chris. hating Hitler for a minute?
0: <laughs> that's really
3: important. That's what I'll do. So I'll stop it's really important to Stevie <laughs> that you not hate Hitler not for a Not the podcast,
1: just Stevie. And, and
3: yeah,
1: <laughs> the, the alcoholic cast. <laughs> no way <one> endorses <laughs> the
3: thought of Hitler. So while. Uh, Hitler is being taken away as a prisoner. You get fucking. I was this, hoping it was drowning. You get the Jewish barber who is told to get on stage, make a speech, make a speech. And he's like, okay, fuck it, I'll make a speech. I, I've never spoken for anybody. And he gets up there and he's like, looking around, he's hella nervous. And you get a whole. It's just like shitty footage of like a huge crowd of people. It looks like all of Germany. B roll.
0: It's like all, all of crab. Germany.
3: And he gets up there. It's a super iconic scene. It's one of the most famous speeches ever written in, in fucking film. And it's fucking incredible. And it still holds up to this day. I'm going to fucking read it for you guys. He gets up there and he has this sudden realization that now he holds all the power. They think he is Hinkle. They think he is their dictator, their fucking ruler. So he's like, fuck it. Something automatically pops in his head. And he says, I'm sorry, but I don't want to be an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible, Jew, Gentile, black men, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there is room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful, but we have lost the way. Without these qualities, life will be violent and will be lost. The airplane and the radio have brought us closer together. The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in man, cries out for universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women, little children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. who regiment your lives, who tell you what to do, what to think and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourself to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You have a love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate. Only the unloved hate. Only the unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery. Fight for liberty. In the seventh chapter of St. Luke, it's written, the kingdom of God is within men. Not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men. In you, you, the people, have the power, the power to create machines, the power to create happiness. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Then in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world, a decent world, that will give men a chance to work, that will give youth a future and old age a security. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world, to do away with the national barriers, to do away with greed, with hate, with intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason, a world where science and progress will lead all men to happiness. Soldiers in the name of democracy, let us all unite.
0: It's relevant today as it ever was.
3: Yeah, it's fucking really good, man. It's like it, I'm like almost tearing up right no, now. No, you I
1: you, get, you made it better because you finally Got behind it and you yeah. were feeling it And you were saying it as he was saying it Yeah, It, it was touching me you Hearing you fire. say it even though I knew It was coming from Charlie Chaplin It was still great It's a great fucking speech It really is, it's amazing Everything that we talked about here today Really
0: emphasizes the fact that These movies aren't tied down by time So many movies are Movies that you grew up with are chained to the year or the decade that they were made in and they were birthed in. But these ones will live out through time, and they haven't gotten old and possibly will never get old. No matter how many times you rewatch them, how old the audience gets when they go back and they watch these films, they will still have the very serious and very emotional impact that they had on the audience of then and the impact they had on us three of us here today and the movies were citizen kane 1941 casablanca 1942
3: and the great dictator 1940
0: yeah guys, have any idea how amazing it is to be like i want to watch a movie in the theater and you only spend your ticket
3: yeah right that's not a thing
1: it's
0: not two tickets it's not snacks it's not plus dinner afterwards plus drinks None it's just that. you
3: going to a movie by yourself. And it's amazing. Sit next to a bunch of couples. Cause laughing, Elbowing <laughs> <and laughs> the couples. And, and you, you, you get don't have to explain right? the movie yeah. to anybody.
0: Nobody's sitting there asking you questions. It's great. <laughs> it's it's great. fucking great. It's all the freedom in the world. And hey, I feel like going to the driving range right now. I'm just going to go.
2: Be uh, fucking uh, straight. Uh, wait, you, what
3: do I want for dinner? Do I have to ask anyone? No, I don't. I just go get whatever I want. And you get out of the movie, right? And then you fucking get in your car. I want to go to the gym. And I don't have anyone, anyone asking me, what are you doing? Why are you spending so much time in the gym? Yeah, and you get, out, you get out of the movie theaters, you get in your fucking car, right? And you start driving home and you only have to buy one set of napkins for the tears for yourself. You don't <laughs> have to buy <laughs> a fucking napkins. Uh-uh. Fuck them. Here's, Here's the the though, I had that problem when I was with people. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even cry like, why am I with these people? <laughs> like, I thought it was I have, like, Since <laughs> I've been single, I've had way less thoughts of suicide. <laughs> And oh. it's an improvement on my life. I can't even laugh That's so that. terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are pussies. You're uh,
1: right. oh, oh, <laughs> the <laughs> one not doing it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> my fucking... <laughs> holy shit.
2: Wow. Whoa. Wow. Oh, my <laughs>
3: God. It took <That's> a solid fucking... <laughs> <laughs> three seconds to get that joke. <laughs> holy shit. That was shit. the... Dark and the the special. Show. Show. That's, that's it, No, no. no. Holy shit, dude. no. Blame that's Reese it. That. Don't even do a book <laughs> suggestion oh chapter, god, dude. That? Fuck a book suggestion this week. That's gonna end it for the hour. <laughs> that oh, nerded it. Two. Wow. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Well, that's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> no, like don't even say anything. You finished. You said it. You said it all. That was. Yeah. I don't even want you to speak anymore. Don't. That was so good. <laughs> <Fuck>. holy shit <laughs> leave on the applause God man. damn holy all right. so that's shit that's gonna end it for the Alcoholicast you can find us all on Facebook every social media outlet at the Alcoholicast uh, <laughs> please rate and review us on iTunes I know we ask you every week but you're not doing it clearly we only have 38 fucking reviews there's more than 38 of you listening okay I don't give a fuck if you have to borrow an iPhone borrow an iPhone Ask somebody. Ask your mom. She has an iPhone. Ask your fucking... We're giving you
0: all of our heart and soul. We're dying here.
3: Ask your side chick. Ask your side chick. You can't give us a review. I don't care what you got to do. It's three seconds of your time, man. Steal a phone. Make a review. You and go you know, to your podcast app. You go to the
0: search bar. You type in Alcoholocast, You click. Then at the top there's a menu bar. At the t- far right one of the menu bars is podcast. You click on that, and there's a thing. It's a, and there's another little menu bar. And one of them says reviews. You click on reviews, and then it gives you the fucking option to write a review. But always listen. And to And you this write online. a review, and what you say is,
3: "Adney's the greatest." <laughs> but I'm pretty sure this will piss and people off because it's probably has done it. <laughs> it's done it to me, and it pisses people off. If you Okay, make sure whatever you write in the description area, you copy it because if you have a name when it says like writing your nickname or writing your name, if you have a name there that somebody else has already put in, it'll fucking give you your fucking push enter and then it says, oh, that name's already been used, sorry, and you click okay and it refreshes the page and you gotta start from scratch. So I'm pretty sure people have done that a couple times and been pissed off. So whenever you do write the review, copy everything you write. If it tells you you need a new nickname, all you can do is enter a fucking random nickname at the top and then fucking repost everything so that you're not pissed off and you don't just say fuck it all. You know what I mean? (laughs) 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 Adney's (laughs) face. That actually ends our fucking movie talk series. It's kind of sad, huh, Adney? Just going away. It's gone. 1940s. Where were you? Remember the 40s, Annie?
0: It is gone, but we're glad it's gone. It got on that plane. If it didn't get on that plane and leave, it would have repressed it. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But sooner
3: for the rest of its life. Hey, Annie. <laughs> we'll always have cocaine. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> How fucking dare you? <laughs>
0: Take that piece of audio out and then re loop it at the end of the show.
1: (laughs) At (laughs) least you want to take half. At 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 least you want to take half.